I think there's something to be said, though, too, about hard prioritizing. And that means, like, what actually matters to you? What really matters to you? Like, most of us have a list about the, th- like, that we could make, right? Like, what really matters? And there are certain things that, that um, you might be willing to forego because something on that list that is more important. For example, like, I've been obsessed with fighting for a really long time. But I love my little dog. When my little dog got sick, it was the only time I've ever canceled fights. It was to be with him. He's one of the few things like higher on the priority list. And I was fine with that. Because, yeah, I, I did actually really want to go to Thailand, but this is more important. So, Because he needed surgery. Money had to come from somewhere, right? But I think sometimes when we we tell ourselves what should be on our list, and it's not actually what's on our list, and try to live according to that... That's when we have these problems and this cognitive dissonance because we we all have a priority list. And if we're not living according to it, it can just make for a lot of misery. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Pohada podcast. I, as always, am Matt Browse of Pohada Photography. And this episode includes a few firsts. It's probably the first time in a while that the intro sounded echoey. My apologies. It's our first fight wrap-up focusing on Caitlin Young's big win last week in the regular season of the PFL. It's our first time running all four mics, so her jiu-jitsu coach for the fight, Marcus Bedore, as well as her boy toy and co-owner of Striking Institute, Ryan Murray, could take part in the conversation with her. And it's the first time penises were a repeating and regular part of the conversation, so I've left in more banter than in previous episodes. You're welcome, and I'm sorry. Before I let you embark on this journey, thanks as always to Paulie and Kathy for letting us hang out, and I mentioned having four microphones available for this and future episodes. That is thanks to our newest podcast sponsor, Axon Movement. Axon is a training company providing services ranging from personal training to nutrition counseling and dealing with chronic pain, particularly pain issues that haven't responded well to standard care. If you or someone you know is dealing with pain or just looking to improve health and maybe performance, head over to axon-movement.com to learn a little more. Y'all, like I said, I've left in a little more of the casual banter and maybe even a microphone falling or two, but stick with us on this episode as you'll likely learn a lot more about the innovations the PFL is bringing to the fight game, as well as get a closer sense of what it's like to enter the cage. And without further ado, here's two hours of Caitlin Young trying to babysit and corral the rest of us into a sensible conversation. I have started to wear matching socks. No, I, this guy wear, beat. I don't wear matching socks on purpose. It's a style thing. Yeah, like, I, I mean, definitely there will be a time where I'm like, it's close enough. But there was also a time where I just wouldn't. I, I don't care. But I have gotten better at that. So I do wear matching socks. I'm trying to wear matching socks. Who got you? What happened here? Oh, probably Hayden. Oh. I'm just going to say. <laughs> probably just took a knee to the face. A knee? Jeez. All right. Yeah. Wow. My whole face this week has been taken. I got like... It's been a hard face week. My chin, hmm. my eye. 
Yeah, I went hard when I came it looks back. It's really was, deep, actually. Is it deep or am it I just stings. like looking at it? It yeah. definitely stings. <laughs> whenever I touch it or whenever I sweat, I'm like, oh, God. And I like go like wipe the sweat from my face and then I forget it's there. So yeah. I just like oh, uh, yeah. basically claw it. But it looks cool. It does. You're yeah. right. I mean, you if got you, that you run outside a bunch, it'll scar. It'll turn white. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, well I'm excited, to, get I'm the excited to show up to the tournament like with this and just like, like, look, like yeah, yeah. Just like. Really just ran into a door or something, right. you know? Like, <laughs> Nobody needs to know. Stairs. Nobody needs to know. But, no, I don't know who did it. Um, probably, I don't know. It was definitely like a knee. I think it just like hmm. came from the stratosphere down into my face. But <laughs> Happens. Oh, well. Hayden. It was probably I, Hayden. Yeah. I'm Hayden's been Hayden. wreaking havoc lately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The man of the hour. Is it recording? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> we we started recording at Socks. Okay, good. Um, we're the, we're the, Should we share? We're the first two reoccurring guests, right? We are. Oh, that's Hell fun. Yeah. Oh, hey. That's cool. Applause I'm for a, us. I'm a virgin. Yeah, he's the only new one, so yeah. that's who people want to hear. And who is it? It's Caitlin's boy toy. Nice. Yes. Oh, he that's loves. He I loves being myself. introduced that way. Yes. Too. That's that's how I refer myself in my head. It's like a Batman thing. Like <laughs> that's how I think of myself. So I think we start it this way. I'm gonna address Caitlin directly. Are you afraid of death? No. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Do you think she gets that? Did you listen to that? Oh fuck. Listen to what? Terrifying. <laughs> Just deadpan stared at me. I said, are you afraid of death? She goes, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's how Lex Fridman started the episode with John Danaher. Really? Oh, is that how it started? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like something I don't want to listen to. <laughs> no, it's, dude, Lex is the best. <laughs> no, just Don, John Danaher. Fair point. Fantastic yeah. instructor, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Just yeah. very oh, long-winded. I I someone shared that, yeah, yeah. Very I'm more long-winded. interested in talking to him than I would be learning jiu-jitsu from him, though. I think I'm the opposite. Oh. Hmm. Okay, well. Just because of, like, weird, heavy conversations like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, listening to him, not talking Are you to afraid him. of death? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Hold on. Let me get back on track. <laughs> He's like, don't turn the mic on me. She, she was the first one to do Matt that. Matt doesn't I know, like I, that. I, I've, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. You, you flip it and reverse it. Nobody flip it and reverse it. <laughs> you put the thing down, flip it and reverse yeah, it. <laughs> I'm the interviewer. You're playing now. a game of Uno right now? All right. What should we talk about? What should we talk about? Well, I like death. I mean, we can talk. I love that. That's a great subject. God, who invited that guy? Jeez. <laughs> uh, one of you had a fight recently. Did you? Yes. Tell you mean me. literally or figuratively? Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with either. Yes. Hey. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Congrats on Thank you. It was fun. Tell me about your fight. The round table. The round table. Uh, well, it depends what you want to know. I had a fight uh, last week. A week from... It's been a week exactly. One, one right? week. It's yeah. Thursday. One week. It is Thursday today. Um, it was the first round in PFL, women's lightweight tournament. Fought Cindy Dandois, who's been fighting a long time. Um, it it went mostly according to plan, so it was good. We got the W. What does first round of PFL mean? So there's a regular season, 
which basically means you get two fights to see what you can get done. And if you're in the top four out of ten, you move on to the final in August. Uh, and then if you do well there, you're in the final. And if you win that, you win a million bucks. What does PFL even stand for? Professional Fighters League. You're a professional fighter? I have been for a minute, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's fun. It's a fun job. Have you been fighting longer? What's What was your opponent's name? Cindy Dandois. She's Belgian. A Belgian. Okay. She's been fighting longer than you, or you've been fighting longer than her? You're both OGs. I was. I think I debuted a year or two before her. So that was what? Yeah. Fourteen years. I've been professional now. I actually watched your fight. I don't watch a lot of fights. Oh. I'm flattered. Um, and it was, well, it was purely circumstantial, is what I was about to say, right? As you said, you're <laughs> flattered because I had to, like, emergency <laughs> dog sit for a buddy. So you trapped? And he had, like, well, I don't have, like, ESPN, but he had ESPN. So I turned it on and I drank three of his beers and I watched your fight. Um, and that commentator said that the gal you fighted had a kid, like, four months ago. I don't think that ago. recent, but yeah, she's she's got, like, five kids. They, she man. Said, they said, yeah, five, four, yeah, five, six. Yeah, she, uh, she has a lot of kids. That's like officially somebody I'm terrified of. Oh, she's tough. For like sure. I get distracted by a change in temperature in the room, <laughs> you know, from like lifetime goals, let alone like having kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, she. And what's crazy is um, PFL is making people stay in America between their fights. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So we had to do, we were on like a 17 day quarantine. Out there in. Uh, Out Atlantic in City. Jersey. And then all of you, all three of you guys were out there. No, no, not me. Me and Marcus and another guy named Tommy were out, and then Nick came in last minute. Nick Thompson. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they if you're from outside of the U.S., they're making you stay here because they had a bunch of visa problems. They lost multiple multiple fights on every card because of it. Oh my god! Everything's such a strategic mess. Mm-hmm. We were by far the low maintenance group yeah like we didn't bother anyone which is great we didn't miss a bunch of flights (laughs) yeah when uh, what what was that what happened when i got picked up from the airport and the guy uh came to pick me up there were two other people that he had to also pick up and so he sent me and uh this other guy to uh i think it was actually Usman's brother. I think that's who I shared the sure. thing with. Um, uh, but I'm waiting in the in the van, and he's like, "Okay, I got to go wait for this uh, Brazilian gal to come, but she doesn't have any mode of communication, so I can't miss her." And I was like, "Good luck, man." <laughs> and then I go, and we're waiting for like 45 minutes, and all of a sudden the driver gets this call, and it was like, uh, "Yeah, she's not showing up, so you guys can just go to the hotel." And it's like an hour away, so it's not like you know, yeah, it was a ways. So I was like, "Okay, so she's not going in the bubble." <laughs> like, jeez, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no clue what happened to her. So they were still when when me and Tommy got in later. They were still looking for her at oh, the airport. Really? Yeah, for real. So this is one of the fighters. Mm-hmm. Fighters are cornered. I don't know. I think one of the fighters, because so they would have all been getting in the same day as us. Okay, so somebody didn't get to fight in a big deal. Oh, she to got fight. to fight. She made it at some point. Oh. They just were still trying to yeah. locate her. I don't know who at the was. airport. Cuz a lot of the time if they come in from international like their their SIM card won't work when they get in the US soil. 
Oh, I didn't even thought I got so many details. It's yeah. a pain. Yikes. Yeah. For sure. But uh, when, I, when I got to the hotel, uh, so they dropped us off in a little like valet parking, whatever. And then we have to go get tested like immediately right when we get out of the van. And it was me and this other fighter who was there. And we both get out and there's like all these photographers and I got out first and they started photographing, <laughs> they started photographing me and I was like, Oh my God, this is a big deal. Like they're even <laughs> photographing. The, and then they quickly realized that I am not the like, fighter. Oh my gosh. It's Marcus. Like, this oh, is, everyone this, look. Is, this is not Usman's brother. Uh, the giant <laughs> dude behind him is. And so then they quickly shifted their attention to him. And then I was like, like okay. scurried away. Like, Ugh. I had like five seconds of like, oh man, this is really cool. And I was like, ah, okay. When I'm you fine. say Usman, you mean like Kamaru Usman? Yeah. It was Kamaru Usman's brother. He fought on. Um, but I mean, this person looks dramatically different than you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's a 120 funny. pounds black dude. Yeah. Um, you seem cool. You yeah. seem cool to me. I mean, but I mean, like the photographers really missed the mark. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh damn, this is like an adopted brother. Yeah, like, close. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they actually commented when when uh, we got picked up because the card that we were on, they had all of us in the bubble together. The card we were on was only women at one fifty five and heavyweights. So as you can imagine, all the corners are huge because they were like was that lighter guy with you guys? Like he was here earlier. Cause he must've just stuck out like a sore thumb. Like who is this guy who's under 200 pounds rolling yeah. around here? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't talk to any, any of the guys. I, it was only like, like 10 days in that I was like, Oh man, like Fabricio Verdum is here. And like Vinny Magalish, like all these like super good jujitsu guys. And I was like, mm, I think I would have solicited myself to roll with them. I mean, it's just been like, Hey guy, like, Develop some kind of uh, secret code. I think we joked about like yeah. Stand in the hallway, being like, "You wanna, you wanna roll? Like, <laughs> Tap your foot, speak easy, roll." Yeah. We weren't <laughs> supposed to train with other camps, but you could have got away with it. Yeah, they, they aren't they aren't checking on you in those rooms, you know. So you you're each locked in a hotel room for 16 days leading up to this no yeah. so we were locked in 48 hours in our own room like we couldn't even see each other like you're locked in by yourself because if somebody tested positive they wanted to be able to boot them and keep the fighter basically in the last 48 hours the Before first the 48 when you arrive the and then after that you're allowed down into the workout space and you still though get your own gym every time you work out except for the one that had like treadmills and stuff that one we were all in at the same time um but yeah, otherwise that's pretty much it. There was a little deck area that you could go outside, but you know most of the Russian coaches were sitting out there shirtless the whole time. So I was yeah. actually gonna guess that. Yeah, it was. I mean, you could like walk around, I guess. Like there's space to walk around, but like yeah, one area to go outside, a bunch of training rooms, and which were basically just mats, you mm-hmm. know, like workout room. So we didn't have like a whole lot to go around and do we had to get tested every day it's like it was like the easy test too it was like just like the little swab in the nose not like the brain pick one yeah you know they had one of those that was super fun yeah so yeah that was so we got tested like 19 times probably over the yeah so 17 and they if you forgot to go get your test they'd they'd be like you're locked in your room you were like grounded (laughs) they hold a 19th that's more than once a day 
uh, because we had to take one um, two days or three days before we traveled. Yeah, and then we, had we had to take, take one, one immediately when we got there. Either way. So. A little excessive. But they did catch, they said they caught nine cases. Yeah, yeah. Nine? Jeez. And there caught. was one girl, did, did you catch this? It might have been the day we were cutting weight or the day before, um, who was down in the gym with like a mask and a visor thing on. I don't know if she had tested positive and they quarantined her for a minute. But she was able to fight by fight time. Hmm. But for some reason, she had a bunch of stuff on. Interesting. Because they said, like, yeah, in that email, they were like, yeah, nine people. And it was all before they got to the hotel. So, like, none of them were, like, in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, nine, that's that's a pretty good, that's a good number. Compared that's to a what? lot. Compared to the U.S.? Compared to <laughs> zero. <laughs> like, yeah, fair. Yeah, meaning let them slip through. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did that hinder the last minute prep stuff you would normally do for a fight? Uh, It would not the training. Training was actually awesome. Um, Sort of zero other things to think about and do other than. Yeah, yeah. I I prefer that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it took a toll on some people mentally. Like one of the coaches was like outpacing on the deck like an animal in the zoo. It was weird. And it is hard, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Do you have a shirt on? Uh, sometimes okay occasionally yeah. yeah i i liked it like i mean it was just like okay time to train okay guys but time to run okay guys i will say like uh doing a big weight cut would have been a problem Ooh, yeah and I, th- I think they they lost uh wasn't it vinny's fight they lost yeah because so of that. so uh jordan young one of the <sighs> fighters dude, yeah had a fight uh, you know, on the, on one of the cards, and his opponent pulled out. I think he was in the bubble, so this opponent was in the bubble. He had to pull out 24 hours before the fight. Vinny Magalesh, who was on retainer, I believe, replaced him. Vinny then had to pull out due to weight cut issues. Yeah. And then the third guy was this Russian guy, and he weighed in, and then he pulled out of the fight after the weigh-ins yeah and so jordan young was not able to this poor dude didn't get to fight but the the one guy had the bad weight cut like they were feeding so you get per diem which is great but they were feeding us breakfast and lunch and (laughs) i don't know how to say this kindly but it was not what you would be eating me? Weight, cutting weight. Or people. Yeah. Well, if you were cutting weight you wouldn't eat the shit either basically uh, there was a certain shine on the meat you uh, could just that you could tell yeah like. and you, and one of the coaches told me he gained 20 pounds during that the quarantine cr- there that's crazy um wow. so anyway they let us or- order like uber eats and and uh we discovered this meal prep service called eat clean bro that's great and actually i think danny's gonna get us sponsored for the first time <gasps> which is sweet but um yeah. that's called eat clean bro. it's called eat clean bro it's I'm the most love. new jersey yeah. thing yeah. ever but it's eat it's actually bro. good food it's it's slightly less jersey than the name Vinny magalesh yeah <laughs> Which is eat, up there. Eatcleanbro.com. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, For It's good stuff, though. That's a killer name. So that, like, when we were bringing that in, it was better. But, like, you would not be able to control your sodium. Like, I couldn't do a big 15, 20-pound weight cut there. So I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure people were having a tough time with it. Yeah. But they did give us each our little individual saunas. Yeah. which was nice i used that one yeah it, it was marcus's oh, individual that, sauna setting that up <laughs> oh my god because it's like a little ikea thing right like you have to like 
put together the pipes and the frame and then there's like a covering that goes over it and then you put like the little chair inside and then you sit and your head sticks out <laughs> so i would use it when i was just like you know just wanted to like sweat out some sodium or whatever and i would just watch tv but setting that thing up i severely underestimated it and it it took more than an hour to set up um because it was very complicated but Am I picturing a box with somebody's head sticking out? That's exactly, like that? that's exactly what it looks like. Wow. Medieval times. Yeah, pretty much. exactly what it looks like. Yeah. What in the world? And it worked, but setting it up like I, yeah. Um, What's the brand name of that? Sweaty Betty? I don't know. What was it called? I don't I remember. Sweaty Betty, bro. <laughs> Sweaty Betty, I'll take bro. a picture and send it to you next but time. I just left it in the hotel room because I couldn't bring it back, but I don't know. I did hear, we did hear like a lot of people in the next like training rooms like cutting weight and just like... It sounded horrible. They're just the moans and like, ah, they're just like screaming. Yeah. Ah, right. And then like, you know, a Russian guy or someone like offering words of encouragement, you know, but we just didn't know what they were saying. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was, it was bad. And then we were just like there, like, you know, Caitlin had like a couple pounds over. It was like nothing. So we're just kind of like chilling, just being like, that sucks. You know? <laughs> Rough day for you. Yeah. yeah. I like how you assume the things you're hearing being shouted in Russian were words of encouragement. Uh, yeah, or probably just like, you know. <laughs> or insults. Could have been yeah. insults. Yeah, maybe. You know, I mean, tomato, tomato. What's that? Tomato, tomato. Oh. <laughs> what was that gesture? Or whatever? That's, I don't what, understand. That's what Matt does when he wants you to just talk. That's all about the, the hell up. That's everything we know about the fight. <laughs> Oh, the fight itself. Let's talk about the fight. Um, it was about what I thought. So she's somebody, she's been in the game a long time and she's beat a lot of good people because you watch her and she actually beat Marlos Kuhn and I don't know if you guys are familiar with her, but she's a G like legend, legendary status. She was winning open weight Grand Prix in Japan and stuff in her heyday. And she got subbed by Marlos in one of her first fights. Or Marlos subbed her, rather. No. It's got to be your The other boy. way. The, the other way. way. Cindy <laughs> caught Marlos. And okay. because the way she normally moves and fights, it's like the completely wrong way yeah. to defend strikes. It looks really weird. And actually, like in training for it, uh, we recruited some grapplers you may know. To do a bad job at trying to hit you. A hundred percent, though. Yeah, they were doing because, the best they can. Well, no doubt. Yeah. but we knew that like working, just working on takedown defense and footwork with a uh, um, a, a really, I don't even want to say traditional, but polished striker was not going to be what we needed for that fight. Um, so. She had corrected some of those things. So interestingly, she had, you could tell that she had been working with a Dutch kickboxer once I was in there. I'll get back to mm-hmm. that though. You're you're in the ring with her, and you're like, you've been working with a Dutch kickboxer. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You could see that it was it was, it was Dutch style. So, um, but normally what she'll do is she kind of puts her head back, and this woman has a chin. So when you're a striker and somebody does that, your brain just goes like, kill him, and. It's like smelling blood in the water. You want to hit their chin when they put it back and up. But it's worked so well for her because she's got a pretty good chin. She can take a lot of abuse, so people will overcommit. And then she'll catch them and throw them. And if she, there are a couple of positions. She's not necessarily great everywhere on the ground, but there are a couple of positions on the ground where she's super confident and she'll finish anybody. And um, we knew that's what she would be trying to do. 
Interestingly, though, um, in this fight, she changed her posture to have more of a forward Dutch-style stance. Uh, like, I thought I was going to be able to punch her body more because her shoulders would be behind her hips and there'd be no defense. But she was actually really well forward, so she tried to grab my head when I went to hit her body. So I kind of backed off of that. But in doing so, and her being in that position, it takes away the temptation to punch her when she goes like this. So it's, it's, it made it, I think it made it easier to fight my instinct to want to try to lay her out, and I was able to be more patient. Had she not done that, I think, like, it's it's technically the correct thing, but I don't think it was the correct thing for Cindy's game. Right. If that makes sense, what they worked on with her. Um, or maybe not yet. Maybe it's, like, the next incarnation or something. Well, just and put if, her if in you're, a box. You're a, exactly, put her in the box. So if you're a, a grappler fighting a striker and you become more like a striker, unless you're going to surpass that striker, you're, you're, they put her more where... I am comfortable, if that makes sense. Yeah, so she's like, playing the weaker end of her game yeah. against the strong end of your yeah, game. Yeah, right, right. a little bit. So, um, but they, she's smart, you know. Like they were doing things like uh, she was. A lot of people mentioned how weird the overhand she was throwing was, and yeah. it was weird. But they wanted me to see it because they wanted me me to do the technically correct thing of covering high, so they could have the underhook. He was calling for it every time. Um but there's not enough power on it and I had to respect it so I didn't have to lift for it. it things like that. But she, she was smart and she'd like back off her her pressure and her posture to try to get me to come forward to shoot under. Yeah. She did that once. She timed it really well. We perfect. stuffed it, but she timed it well. So like she was really intelligent in there. Um, and she didn't get discouraged, which a lot of the time after you tag people, they'll get discouraged. And she actually at one point... I hit her with a right hand that like sat her down and she like rage screamed. Yeah. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, man. She was like, uh, like yeah. mad that she got hit. It was like a, it was like a reset. Not hurt, her. but like yeah. fucking mad about it. Yeah. And like, I started giggling at that point. Cause I was like, I don't think anyone's ever done that. That's in like, my fights. I, my yeah, favorite I, moment of any of your fights. I totally <laughs> remember that. Yeah. Uh, cool. So she wasn't like, she was. Hold on, where's you kind of giggling and smiling visible to the viewing yeah, audience? Yeah, I, I saw it, I was like, this is awesome. Because I feel like, like the commentator said something like, oh, she's smiling or something. Oh, yeah, well, it was so funny. Great. It was like, well, and plus, so like... that's what that was. It's, like, I'm like, oh, if, if I can control your emotions, I can beat you in a fight. Sure. So, at that point, I knew, like, okay, like, she's still aggressive, but she's not... She's... She's frustrated enough she's not going to be able to implement much, I think. Composure. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. I think the other, I think that the really the, one of the moments that she really realized that too was when you had the, uh, or when she had a headlock and you were pushing her against the cage and your forearm was just. Oh, in her, in neck, her neck. Yeah. And then she was like. I can't move at all. Like <laughs> you could, I could definitely see like, Oh, this is like kind of where she realized like, Oh, this is not going to be just like, I'm going to grab your head right. and then like drag you down. And she clearly was really strong there. I mean, yeah. like, she had a good I, squeeze. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You would stop moving to defend for a really long time, which is like, okay, well, she clearly she's, she knows what she's doing right there. She's yeah. Very, and that way, was, looks mm-hmm. way strong, way yeah. weaker than she actually is. But clearly. A, yeah. A lot of the tie boxing frames, uh, for more traditional tie box, like true clinch, work line up really well against judo. Even better if you have elbows, right? 
which we don't have in PFL, unfortunately. But um, yeah, it was a couple times. Looked like you could, know, you wanted to like about it. just go um, for it. <laughs> but get one, one free one, right? Whatever. But uh, they're still really you're, you're allowed an elbow, and it's like a warning, and don't do it again. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You T- can do that take with the fucking shots elbow. too. Like, like you can just kick a guy right in the balls and be like, "Oh, sorry, whoops, <laughs> slipped. <laughs> I went low." <laughs> You, you take get, the one then. And you get one elbow, one headbutt. Yeah, yeah. Like, one bite to oops. the ear. Look, that's what happened to Tyson. That's you can just do that once. Like, yeah, and you still get to fight. Someone in your corner needs like a dental pad with a little checklist. Okay, we got the headbutt. Okay, we got one. Got okay, one of the one. elbow. <laughs> Sorry, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, she she had a, a good choke attempt in the third too. That was close. Yeah, that was it. Was freaking out when that happens. Like, oh no, because that's always what happens. She gets her butt she, kicked. Well, she'll get her ass whipped, and, and then, then she'll and win. she'll find it. <laughs> she's, she's always dangerous. Yeah. Like, so that it's a fun type of opponent to fight. You know, it was a fun fight. But yeah, it's a. Uh, she didn't give up on herself at any point. And you watch her, and she doesn't look. She doesn't seem athletic when she moves, but she's got a fighter's heart. You know. Is that uh, the choke situation? Where yeah. the tone of the commentators on TV was that we were at the end of the fight. Was it? I didn't listen yet. Yeah. Is that uh, elite level grit? I Getting the hell out of that choke? I was gurgling like involuntarily. And I remember thinking to myself that I have to make that noise stop because it's only going <laughs> to encourage her. Um, it's like a squeaky. I would have just dog, gone out. Dog I think. Keeps attacking yeah, just a choke. Hell yeah! You know? Exactly. Like, oh, I you better put it. me out with Hell it. Hell yeah! I was. You know. I was worried that she was gonna pull. Yeah, pull guard. I don't think she didn't pull guard. I thought that's well, what we sort of Well, probably because her head would have been on the ground against the cage, but I wouldn't have been able to flip over. Yeah. Yeah. I I was I, I was actually really worried yeah. about that because because she fun. had a high elbow guillotine, so it wasn't just like a normal one. It's a high elbow, which is way harder to defend because mm-hmm. okay. you have to like you know you have to get rid of the elbow that's yeah. up high right the non-choking arm elbow is going up high you have to like pull that back down and it's so hard that's why marcelo garcia you know made that famous and he would just like choke people just constantly with that hmm. um but yeah you did a great job like putting her on the cage and then and then getting your your head posture up enough so that way you're not like bent over and then yeah your hands enough it felt like it was like the only way to keep her from moving back and yeah and wearing uh having gloves on helps a little bit too because they can't quite get as tight uh as he can without them so it was just like being patient and you know she subbed the last four girls she fought and i think in in a strange way that may have been helpful for me and that they were all really new fighters so probably as soon as she latched on they tap mm-hmm. she didn't you know oh this person's not tapping where it's like oh no just a more experienced fighter is going to fight it longer yeah, or yeah. it's like oh i'm in checkmate now yep right right like her belief in it's what like she it's doing. like all right prove it you're gonna have to put me out yeah, yeah. just flip the board <laughs> checkmate no <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the last few people tapped rather than she finished them kind of that happens so much yeah. you know you yeah. know what i mean like mm-hmm. and it's always like you. that's on a such a continuum because there there are times where sometimes somebody will be getting their face pounded in on the on the you know floor of the cage and they'll sort of turn almost asking to be submitted yeah um and then you have the opposite like chael sonnen has a great rant about that where he's talking about how in the last five years you've probably seen a handful of rear naked chokes that were real 
and realizing they didn't they put themselves there. It. They were f- trying to fight their way out and actually got put out. But a lot of the time, it's they know it's done and they kind of want to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Not always, of course. They might not even be conscious. It's not even conscious. It might just I don't be think. just subconscious. Yeah, they're just like, ugh, I don't want to get hit anymore. Please take my neck or it's take my subconscious. Arm or then it's unconscious. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Conscious, unconscious, subconscious. Chael Sonnen has a rant on that. Mm-hmm. Said. That's weird. I'm kidding. Every fucking thing he says is a rant. How long did you train for this fight? All her life. No. All right, sorry. Oh, there's some truth to that, right? Four, four days. Four days. <laughs> uh, we started dialing it in like maybe seven, eight weeks out. I had some interruptions. Walk me, walk me through the seven or eight weeks for whatever that might mean. Mm. Punching, kicking, sleeping. That's basically we it. We just were being, I, I think, more, more intentional Jiu-jitsu. preparing for this opponent specifically. We At M Theory, we do some real specific stuff, uh, but then also doing like the regular classes and comp training. But we have several times a week where we'll just work specifically on stuff we kind of anticipate having the fight. Ish was great. Obviously, um, the re-roll that people saw that was uh, right from him because we knew that she, and he even said it, somebody who's got more of a jujitsu base is not going to hold the headlock that long. But he he said she will. So you'll be able to hit this re-roll, and he was absolutely correct. Um, And, and, uh... Yeah, basically that. I run a lot, run twice a day, in pads, sparring. Not, not, not it's not crazy different than regu- any other camp, really. It's just that we work specific things that you see from this person, and especially somebody like that. There's so much tape on her. Um, it gets easier and easier to kind of predict their behavior. Mm. So you go from training for fighting to training to fight a specific person. Yeah, more or less. The one sentence version of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was something, uh, because she's got a judo background, she kept, instead of trying to get a lot of underhooks, she was trying to go over the back of your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Am I remembering that right? Yeah, grab yep. the head, yeah. And like that's where the throw she pulled off that you then rolled through. Yep. Okay. Because that, that made it look very strange, too. That must be less common in MMA. To Yeah. I mean, there's a few high-level judoka yeah. or whatever, but it seems like jujitsu typical stuff. And, like, she common. she won't even really care if she gets, like, a clean throw. She'll just be like, oh, I can't throw you, so I'm going to, like, lock my hands and just, like... Just drag, drag you down. Just down. Go, yeah. Right. And that's another thing. I, I actually remembered that in the fight. I don't remember if we were in the bubble yet, but it was with you. We were talking about it, and you you had said, even if you get this re-roll and you get to side control, she's still going to try to yeah. pull your head and roll you under her, she's which she did try to do. Like and then, and you were you. like, yeah, just sprawl on her then. And yeah, that, that exact thing happened in the yeah, fight. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that was at M Theory. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I remember that because like, uh, we were kind of working like, okay, like where should like our body positioning be? Like that, you know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I don't know. So, yeah, because I was like, well, this is what I would do if I was just like, I'm just going to grab your head and like drag you down. Why not just like keep dragging you? Yeah, <laughs> keep yeah, right. Your head like, <laughs> yeah, really good people can force those things. It's kind of interesting. Is that kind of predictable because she's a judo person like drag to the damn ground at all costs, no matter what 
anyhow? Uh, that was kind of her, her. That's what you stick. Yeah, okay. like I think like other people would be like, oh, I can't get like the clean throw, so like I'm gonna like kind of go back and. Yeah. But or transition to something else. Yeah, she yeah. just knows like this is what I want, and you know, I'm just and it's worked it. for her, and, mm-hmm. and it's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, sometimes I like to just kind of bully white belts my size and i do stuff like that too where i'm just like i'm just gonna grab your belt i'm just gonna like heave you off right so i'm like i get it it works yeah i'm a blue belt and i'm not your size so you were bullying a blue belt who's not your size. but in a different way though by like just wrist locking you and stuff you know you've never wrist locked me <laughs> we tend to hold on you've never offense, so decided okay. to wrist lock me have a you wrist lock yourself what uh, is that yeah what else about the fight about Atlantic City about quarantine slash COVID-19 times fights hmm mm. what else or anything that's about it I don't like, know yeah that was about it <laughs> like, it was either uh, like training or it was uh, in napping eating and uh, sounds oh, awesome what, it was pretty sounds like, like Thailand we'd, wa- we'd watch fights sometimes yeah. or grappling matches but it was yeah, there were some. Those are only recreation, really. Yeah, we were just kind of like going to one of the hotel rooms and just kind of watch like a like a full grappling event or something, you know, or MMA event. Yeah, so that was pretty fun. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I watched a lot of like ESPN and FX movies. And I don't know. <laughs> so it's like the just Nike T-shirt movies. you see people wearing, like train, eat, repeat. Like you guys are. It was, it was yeah, pretty yeah it was literally <laughs> yeah. that. They let us come to the fights, the two shows before us, if we wanted to. I went to the first one, and then I think you went to the second one, didn't you? I went you? to the second one, For yeah. a little bit. I was just crashed out because it was a week out. But yeah. one thing that was really funny was pumping in, they pumped in crowd noise. I'm glad you went. And he told me that they were doing this. So it was really funny, though. Was like, And I remember thinking this while I was fighting. Like, I would hit her, and the crowd would cheer. But it's not the crowd. It's the one dude with a button who's yeah. like, that was a good one. Yeah. Beat. And, yeah. so and it's like it, it's almost a feedback loop from kind like, of, presumably like, one oh, guy that might he know. liked that it was it was uh like an uncanny though because you could you could tell that it was not a real crowd mm-hmm. um, because the first event PFO one there was nothing and so they'd be playing music in between rounds and in between fights but then as soon as the fight started or the round it was started silent. It was si- and that was like oh this is really weird but it's really cool. Because you, you hear, hear everything. everything. Like, we were up in the school. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were up in the stands and we could, like, hear Kenny Florian commentate and stuff. So it was like all the. And then, like, someone would get knocked out or choked unconscious and there would just be, like, no reaction. So we'd be like, <laughs> we just saw a man die and <laughs> everyone's just like, just get him out of there now. Like, yeah. it was so weird. And then. <laughs> Totally what it was. Just like, dragging just like, the body out. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. It was like next one now. And then uh <laughs> the second and third one is when they started pumping in the crowd noise and it was like just white chatter noise and it was like it's weird. This is not was it worse than this silence or better? It was worse. It was worse. <laughs> I would much rather have like that unique. It was like this is like weird. But man. you could hear shots landing and stuff. Yeah. And I think that actually, I've said that before. I think that that helped me too in the fight because she was throwing stuff that just wasn't landing hard. But the judges can hear like hard shots. And her her frustration, her right? screaming, like that. Too. I think that matters though. Yeah, it so, does absolutely. Okay, so when you fight like in Thailand, they watch you in between rounds. And it's 
it's like the whole thing is a performance. And they have this concept called Jaiyan, which is cool heart. Like you don't get emotionally. And uh, there's a style called Mui Fimu, which is like they basically move around and frustrate you. And and that score is super high. And like so it it wasn't tie boxing, but it was tie boxing. Because it was kind of the same thing. And the judges are human beings, too. They see that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, how do you not score a fight when you see one person super frus- frustrated? Even though I think arguably she could have maybe been given the third round because she was closer to finishing the fight than I was. Um, but I think judges see that. They see that emotional display, whether it's explicitly stated or not that it's going into the scorecards. I think it does. Is it even almost like a, what might I be missing? Like, I see a certain fight happening, but that person's freaking out over there. Yeah, maybe. Like, did I miss a shot? (laughs) Was my count off? Maybe. I mean, we're social creatures, right? Yeah. We, We notice that, like how other people are feeling and stuff. So if you're looking at a fight, yeah, you see one person seemingly unbothered and another one quite bothered. Yeah, it all it all, all matters. The judges, no matter yeah. what, everything everyone says, everything everyone everything does, the corners are saying, like they can the, hear everything. frustration. You know, sometimes you'll it, and and luckily I, I had uh, rock star corners, but. Like you see that sometimes where a corner will be like berating a fighter or Mm -hmm. being like, you're moving too slow. The judges hear that and you can't think it doesn't Mm -hmm. affect them. They're human beings too. Yeah. We like, we didn't really have like a whole lot of like advice during the fight. A lot of like what me and Nick said are just kind of like, you like affirmations or <laughs> exclamations, like when oh, that was good. when a frame would work, or you know. No, you guys like, are great. Yeah. yeah, and like that's what it is. And then mm-hmm. like eventually, you know, Nick Nick started getting yeah like existential with it. He was like, "She has nothing for you," you know, <laughs> it was like, which is true, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's absolutely. And like a uh, Mario Hayes is a really good jujitsu in, uh, instructor and coach, and he is the coach to Nicholas Marigali, who is one of the best black belts and he mm-hmm. will get Mar- Mario Hayes will get like very existential, you know, be like his soul is weak. Marigot. His soul is, he has, he's done. He ha- wants to quit and go home. Right. Like all these things. Now is he really saying that to the other guy? That's yeah. also a thing for sure. That's definitely something as a corner that you do for sure. I've done that a lot. Yeah. It's great. And sometimes it's, it's funny though. Like some fighters will, you got to pay attention to mm-hmm. to what happens because my last fight before this, Nick was like, "She's tired," and you could tell she was like, "The hell I am," and it made her like go harder. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to you got to notice. They'll listen to you and be like, "Screw you," and yeah. then just go harder, and that's not good either. So mm-hmm. kind of like, but still, you're affecting them. Mm-hmm. You just gotta you gotta choose wisely, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why that clip of Rose uh, screaming right before her last fight was it before the last one where she kept saying, "I'm I'm the, I'm the best. best, yeah, I'm the best, I'm the best." Mm-hmm. Worked out that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think she. Uh, Whaley was really thrown off by getting booed. Yeah, I. You, you could, could see it on her. Yeah, if you absolutely. watch that fight again. And then her. That's not taking anything away from Rose, but if right, you watch yeah. her whole demeanor changes. And yeah. Like, yeah, you're in Jacksonville, Florida. 
and yeah. you're Chinese, you are gonna get booed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, right. yeah, sure. exactly. It's gonna happen. Like you're, yeah, you're like from China. They're like not even booing her. They're just booing like communism Abs- or something. Yeah. It's like some other thing. Absolutely. And even <laughs> and her corner said that like, oh, like the booze like played a factor. And I was like, yeah. Well, she's probably never mm-hmm. experienced that before. Yeah. Because right. she and came up in America mostly during the pandemic. Yeah. And in China, I don't think, I just don't think they're like uh, yeah. the American crowd. It, that was probably her first yeah. time experiencing a hostile crowd. And, yeah. and it's, I mean, it shouldn't be warranted, you know, like oh, absolutely. she's no, a yeah. great person. She's mm-hmm. a great fighter. Right. Like she's like, Oh, dude, I didn't like talk shit. Like during, yeah, the fight. Yeah. Like, why are you booing like, me? Why are you booing me? Right. So, yeah. So it totally like took her by surprise. And, yeah. and that absolutely, you know, can be a, a, a valid reason for, you know, having like, well, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. kind of on my heels a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially in like the first round, you know? Right. So it's not having that yeah moment to get, it's it was interesting. It's an interesting. But yeah, like if you watch, you see side. her demeanor change. I got twenty minutes. I gotta go because those classes. Hollywood over here. Yeah. Well, I think you're special. I just don't want Jeremy to. <laughs> to yell Jeremy, at me. <laughs> Jeremy's already got enough to yell at you. About. My life goal is just <laughs> not have Jeremy yell at me. Ever. Yeah, that's it. That's the number one. That's shaped everything. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, not, it's not bad. Really, everyone just fly under the radar all the time. Yeah, that's why I like Flex song when he comes out to fight because he has the whole crowd on his oh, side. Oh yeah, so it's like a perfect strategy. There's this fighter Josh Fleck. He comes out to Sweet Caroline mm-hmm. all the time, and it gets the crowd. As soon as that hook, the ba 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 comes out, the whole crowd. We're sing like, along yeah, they it. love us. You know, like it's nothing to do with us, but it's it's super charging. You know, it's awesome. Well, it was interesting. In his last fight, was down in Oklahoma, and he was fighting the hometown guy who was undefeated, in like nine nine and zero or ten and zero. And uh, they cut the song off early. Oh, yeah, they, they knew better. Yep. Yeah, they totally it was, knew it was better. totally a trip, and they were howling against him. Yeah, howling. <laughs> and then yeah, the crowd hated it, right? They were just mm-hmm. like, "What the hell? We were gonna do the ba 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 ba." <laughs> but they so were they, against him. They cut the tune off and it changed the mood. Like the crowd didn't because they wanted the to sing along because it's one of those songs. Yes, right? whatever. Yeah. No, so they, singing it in my head. For no, sure. they, no, they were hostile toward toward him though too, and not necessarily uh, being violent or anything. But it's Oklahoma and everybody was drinking, no masks. You know, it was packed, um, and it was the hometown guy. Yeah. Like they didn't even have a belt for him after he he beat him anyway. He ended up subbing the guy in the third, but um. Like the kid's dad came over and took the belt after the fight, like took it back, and they they were like, "Oh, we're gonna mail you yours." Jeez. Oh, I'm sure they he's didn't even that, order right? another one. Oh, you never got it. No, we, we, have, we, we have a, a paper picture. one printed out at SI. Yeah, we yeah. printed it out and just put it up on the belt thing, just like here, this is your belt. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. We knew we'd never see it again, but nah, we'll never it was a moral that. victory, yeah. nonetheless. Mm-hmm. That was funny. Really hostile. <laughs> Taking your ball and going home. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Flipping the board. What'd you say, Paulie? What's the best walkout song? All right, you guys. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's Sweet Caroline is pretty good. Like, Sweet Caroline is pretty good. That's pretty good, man. I mean, uh, tactically, that's a damn. Lo- tactically, is amazing. Logan yeah. Clark, whose nickname was the Pink Pounder, uh, which is awesome. He was so retired. cool. <laughs> but, he was so great. Well, and he—he's an odd cat, man. He was like, is he teach kindergarten? What was he doing? Oh, I can't even job? remember. He's a farmer now, right? He's, he it, well, he's got like. 
after every fight, he was fighting in Japan, and he was one of these guys who wasn't great in the gym, but just when he fought, he was on Yeah, point. he would get really good when he fought. And then uh, he bought himself, like, a farm animal after every fight, so he'd get, <laughs> like, a goat or a llama with, like, this fight yeah. money. But uh, he always came out to safety dance. Was that? Did he? Safety I dance. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he would dance to the ring and then <laughs> same beat kind of up. tactic like sort of divert from the aggressive mood we were all in yeah yeah distract I the suppose. whole mood people loved him mm-hmm. he's been retired almost 10 years probably yeah, it's now it's been a long time he was good though he's he funny very interesting person obviously what's the genesis of the name what pink pounder well apart from the fact he turned pink when he fought i don't know <laughs> yes i, I mean would know yeah, Nick Thompson would know. I mean, if, if he, there was a pink that he pounded somewhere and then he got that name. What? This is going to be rated weird. M Don't, for mature. Nah, this podcast. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm literally saying the thing backwards. Yeah. Pink pounder, he pounded a pink. What's the what, difference? This is like, what I was looking for. Let's logic it out. Let's reason it out. Yeah. I mark every episode as explicit. Any fucking uh-huh. movies. Oh, that's good. Well, that's good. good. Except for the last one. So, okay. Then penis size. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really, I'd really rather not. <laughs> uh, since we're going down that road. I think you're walking alone, bud. Oh, damn. All right. Well, shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit that out. It's no big deal. What? Uh. <laughs> and then put it right at the front. Put it right at the front. The front this is how we're introducing. So penis this. size. Let's talk about this it. thing. Let's, let's talk about it. This is a serious issue. It'll be the episode title and everything. I, that's a good one. So, you, there's like rankings in the mm. PFL. Like you earn oh, yeah, certain yeah. points and you're ranked such and such. Now, tell me that. Part. Yeah. So you get. Um, I gotta go back and look at the email. Did you? I don't know how well you read it, but they. I can't read. So. Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's why you did jiu-jitsu. Can't be good right? at everything. <laughs> so um, for a win, you get three points. And then if, if you were to finish the fight earlier, you get more. If you finish in the sixth round, you, or first round, you get six points. Second round, five. If you finish them in the third round, you get four. And then you get like, you each get one point if it's a no contest. Because they went back, for anybody who watched the whole event, Verdum's guy, I forget his name, like tapped, but then said he didn't tap and ended up getting the TKO. Ooh. And they took it. Yeah, they overturned it and made it no contest. Oh, cool. So both guy gets one point. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, um, yeah, it's basically that. So I'm number four right now. If I can maintain or improve my spot, we go to the playoffs. I think that scoring system is a little weird. I feel like if you finish someone in the third, you should get more that's points. Like, I agree. I, mean, I don't know. I feel like that's weird. I mean, I get it. They want like fast finishes, but like. Yeah. If you make it the whole fight and it's really hard and you're both like grueling and then somebody gets the knockout in the third, that's amazing, right? I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. I think yeah, it would be I mean, better. It's, it's better. I don't know. Is the meeting between, you know, the fighter in the organization and the TV producer in the organization right. yeah, uh, that's battling it, right? over rules? Right. Well, and it is run by uh, Ray Seffo, who's, a, who's a fought for a long time, K1 in MMA. So I think that's where some of some of the the real positives have come from, like that. Like if you you could potentially lose your first fight, but you knock somebody out first round, the next one you might still make it to the final. Sure, that's actually so, not bad. Yeah. yeah, it's cool in a way. We need more people that have fought involved in it for sure. Those things. There's like too many that I don't know. 
they don't understand the context of certain things. But uh, it'll be interesting. I, th- I was supposed to find out yesterday or today who I'm fighting. Hmm. Next so it should around. be soon. Yep, next round. When, do you know when? Right June now. 25th. Coming right up. Oh wow! We're, yeah, we're so we're gonna be like back in that weeks, bubble before weeks. we know it. Yeah, no. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going straight from my sister's wedding to the bubble. I'm so excited because cool. I don't have any tournaments lined up like afterwards anyway, so I can actually like eat and. Yeah, Marcus. Marcus got God. to watch us eat some good food there. Yeah, well, sadly, Ishmael has eaten whole Chipotle in front of me as I'm cutting weight before. Intentionally bringing it back to the hotel room That's to eat it. Abuse. In yeah, front that is abuse for sure. But it's it's gotten me to where I am now, I guess. So I'm going to do it to my students. I don't care. Yeah, right. It's like, just well, the trickle down. This is just mental training now. So you were you were still watching you were cutting for a, a Roly tournament after yeah. this fight, right? Okay. Yeah. For a roly doly yeah, tournament, like two yeah. days later or something. Um, yeah, so Caitlin fought on Thursday, and then uh, we left Friday, and I flew straight to New Orleans, and then uh, competed Saturday in gi, and then Sunday no gi. You kicked you all ki- ass. You came right? right from a tournament too. Yeah, and I came from Houston, so I went to Houston and then went straight to the bubble. Yeah, so it it actually worked out perfectly because it fit right in between. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, so for the Nogi tournament in New Orleans, I was doing light feather for Nogi, and that's a really low weight for me. I haven't made that weight in like three years. So yeah, so I had to be really uh, uh, good with my, my diet and weight. But it was good because like the with the bubble, it, it, ha- it helped a lot because you can't just like snack, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what we figured out is like, if you wanted food, you'd had to like go through like a giant process kind of to get food. You had to deliberately order it. You couldn't like, yeah. I'll just eat. I'll just have this Twix. Yeah. Like you had to deliberately bring it into the hotel. That was good. And then, uh, would yeah. slow me down a bit. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. And then I it was running with Caitlin like every day too. Um, and so that definitely brought my weight down as well. And that's a habit I am keeping. You killed it. Fantastic. A lot of a lot of people yeah. can't do that running schedule. Yeah, a lot of people can't can't do it. I can't. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think like four tournaments. Uh, I'll I'll do that one, and then like uh, if there's no tournament, it's just like once a day or something. So we did twice a day, mm-hmm. but I'll just do once a day because it that would be hard to like you know do yeah, yeah. year round. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but um, it is nice in the in the lead up, oh and it's, it's it's weird like. It's such a tie boxing thing, you know. No run, no fight. That's what they yeah. say. Like they won't even train you if you won't run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I I've already seen like even in like this week like training, man, my motor doesn't run out. Mm-hmm. I think other people are seeing it too. Yeah. Just like oh my god, this they're like is way stronger. Right? My it's my weird. yeah, and my feet are moving. Yeah, because it's literally like you're running, and that was a big problem I've had, especially warming up for tournaments or whatever. Is that like, oh my feet just feel heavy, and then I gotta like yeah. get going. But now it's like okay, running, you're literally practicing the motor skill of picking your feet up. Yeah, constantly. Yeah. So that's like helped me just like okay, move my feet, bouncing around. Like when I was warming up in New Orleans, it was just the most mobile I've ever been. And then I just transfer that into the, into the matches. Kaylin, did you say Twix earlier? Sure did. I could go for some Twix. I really want a <laughs> nice. Back to that. Let's <laughs> talk about Twix. I, talk about I really want pop tarts, a nice muffin, a nice, 
Nice. Oh, it's just a, like a glazed like muffin. A, like what sort? Are we talking? Yeah, what kind? Just Blueberry. Any muffin? Uh, yeah, man, just any muffin. What? Um, I really like. Yeah, that's. I odd. really like. I'm an 80 year old man at heart, so I like oatmeal raisin cookies. Oh my oh. god! What? Yeah, Cringe. Oh, absolutely. I no. Can't give talk me, to you if anymore. You, <laughs> this is. Like, if you have them, just give them to me. I will. Oh, I love I'm glad I didn't. Hit no, I'm not going to give them to you. I have nice. a, like a philosophical <laughs> problem with that. I'm going to throw them away. I'm not going to give them to you. I don't. That's. I don't like brand muffins. Um, I like raisin bran. Um. But like a nice uh, lemon poppy muffin. seed. Dude. Lemon poppy seed is best. like no, oh, no, wrong. That's the best. It's got no Stop. flavor. Oh my know. god, like dude, you're making me so angry right now. Like, oh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I don't like what, either what, of you. What else is on the snack list, Marcus? Give um, us your snack list. For me, um, oh, just cereal, man. I want that just pretty good. That's fair. Captain Crunch That's to fair. destroy the roof of my mouth. I want. <laughs> I want three bowls of that, and then I just want to go straight to Fruit Loops. Uh, you know, five, oh. six bowls of that, and cinnamon then cinnamon toast crunch is pretty good. Cinnamon toast, literally anything. Uh, oh, fruity pebbles. Well, I can't have them now. I gotta make wait for Noki pants. <laughs> <laughs> go get the fruity. Pebbles. Yeah, go get them. We'll put um, it in a bowl and put it right in front of you. Like, don't eat this. The <laughs> only, just listen to them crackle. The only one that I really don't like, and it's actually like my dad's favorite cereal is uh grape nuts oh He's, yeah uh, it's like eating gravel. So there's some like it's deep-seated sand. abuse there that it is. if it's your dad's favorite and you hate it there's something about that. it is it is sand you're eating sand <laughs> you always pour too much because it solidifies it absorbs all of the the milk and then it just takes no one's ever finished a bowl of grape nuts <laughs> because it's just like this is i don't taking, know grape nuts are pretty good it's like Ew. It, you don't like know, grape nuts. You're just being. I do like grape so, nuts. You're being. Shut up. Your jaw gets so tired because it takes two minutes to chew one spoonful. It's horrible. It's the worst thing ever. But any other. It's cereal, just training. Is just another way to train. I guess. But literally, who has had grape nuts in the last thirty fucking like years? Grape nuts. <laughs> My dad, Marcus's father, and I. Occasionally, when I'm like, I'll give it another shot, and then I haven't had it in like five years. When they made I, the first batch of grape nuts. That that silo is still out there somewhere, and they just keep <laughs> filling up things, and they just can't find it. <laughs> they haven't gotten through Man, it. Yet. Yeah, cereal. Of course, like all the normal stuff, like ice cream and pizza and stuff. But um, I this can't or this cut. I'm not. I'm, I don't really want candy. I've I've gone through like big candy phases before of you know cutting weight and whatever. I actually have a scar in my tongue because I ate so much sour what? candy at one point. What? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Yeah. What do you mean? Like How? it it the, like it cut the acid burned off my um, taste buds Wait. on like a small, very small. And yeah, there's a, it looks like a big cut. Wait, wait. Yeah. What do you mean acid? What, what of like from the like sour candy, like the malic acid and like all that stuff. Was the stuff it that actually sour? Makes it sour. <laughs> what sour candy? Um, That's insanity. I my, yeah, man. Accosted. <laughs> oh my god. No. Uh, it's uh okay. So side note for anyone listening, if you want to get me candy, um, get me the Airheads. Uh, there's two different kinds oh, yeah, of yeah. Airheads, uh, like sour candy. Oh, One is like a cylinder, down. and oh. it's like kind of rainbow, and it has like a white center in front of it. I don't know what it's called. That's really good, but the really the best one is Airheads, uh, and they're like rainbow squares. You know that are also uh, obviously sour. So you need to now say your address so everyone listening can send you. No, just send them to M theory. <laughs> yeah, just send so them to your M theory. <laughs> I'll pick them up there. 
Nobody's um, listening to this. What the fuck? Yeah, everybody's I, gonna send you candy. When I worked at the UFC gym, I would I would get a bag and then just eat it on the way home, um, and I ate a lot. I didn't that. know you could hurt yourself with candy like. That. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's... Yeah, with like sour candy. I love sour things. I'm. Uh, yeah, I have a very good sour tolerance. But... Gross to me. Oh, it's disgusting, but I feel horrible every morning afterwards. I'm like, this is, I don't know, but. So, like, so <laughs> it sounds like an addiction, really. Waking up with a candy hangover. Dude, that's like a Greek story. Like, your hubris of wanting sour candy it's was so, so great that the gods struck so your fucking good, thing down. That's what it sounds like. That's exactly like, it's it. It's just like, holy shit. It's, yeah, that's exactly it. My mouth is watering just talking about it right now. <laughs> oh my god um oh i've actually come to have a very good um uh, appreciation for a hundred grand candy bars now we're cooking chocolate very underrated. oh man yeah, pretty good um, salt and sweet yum 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 okay we've already mentioned this in in when you slid into my dms matt um slid. about how uh, I think Snickers is overrated. Oh yeah, we did talk about that. Yeah, oh, I agree with that. Snickers is very overrated. It's that. salt. It's okay. I hey. can't eat Snickers because of the dick veins on it. It's gross. That's why <laughs> I, eat I can't have it. It's just it's there. There's on there. It makes me think of things. So. <laughs> no, Polly will eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. hundred grand, man. Oh, Milky Way. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, this this one, I'll probably just eat a Whataburger right after. Get like a nice shake. Um, Mm, my mouth is literally yeah. Sounds really good. Looking <laughs> drool on your mic. <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, I'll just get a bunch of pop tarts and stuff, and then show up to comp training the next day on Sunday, just like <laughs> just feeling like this. Yeah. <laughs> just Are you cutting up. to the point where you can like smell bread from like ten miles away? Yeah, like we're that? just thinking about it. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> walking into Cub Foods is like whoa, the air There's is sweet. There's some sugar in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the hotel it's crazy. room. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Someone's having ribs three doors down. Yeah, I have a piece of gum and then I start veining constantly yeah. just from the <laughs> one gram of sugar. <laughs> okay, I got to get going here. I got to go to top team. Right. Boo. Have fun teaching. Uh, yeah, have fun. I always have fun. Um, I compete at Nogi Pants this weekend on Can Flow we Grappling. Yeah, it's Will on Flow be? Grappling. Uh, oh, we'll be on Cool. Yeah, yeah so it's not just the little itty bitty YouTube channel. Uh, the brackets came out today. I'm the number three seed. Sweet. Out of 13, so Paulo is uh, the number one, and this guy Juni is the number two, and then I'm the number three. So, yeah, so I get a bye, so I'm straight into the quarterfinals, and then uh, uh, my first guy, who I'll probably go against, uh, is the current Nogi Pan champ, and then he beat me at American Nationals in the finals, so I'll get like a nice little rematch. But Sweet. Cool. And then I get all these guys, so... So it's kind of a victory in and of itself just to get the third seed, you know. That's yeah. pretty that's a pretty cool feeling, but it's a moving on up moment. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it goes well. Hopefully I don't like shit the bed and then, you know. <laughs> this guy's been over three seeds. This guy sucked, you know, yeah. but it'll be good. Uh I'm excited. They did so. it as a joke. It, look, it's going out like that, but I put it on there as a joke. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Polly here, you can take Sweet. my sweet. Oh, have cool. fun. Yeah. Have a good time. Be watching. Look at you getting up like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel great. I feel great. Some shit. Mm. Davis got away from me. Happens. 
like an Afro man song. Because I was <laughs> going to get up hot. and cook some sauce, but then I got it. <laughs> All right, now that Marcus is gone, how was he as a cornerman? He was awesome. Yeah. yeah, he was really good. Like, you always wonder when somebody uh, is cornering for the first time or, uh, you know, like, not just cornering, but sometimes the bright lights is uh, is hard for people. When it's like on yeah. a bigger show, sometimes that matters. And not just the fighters for corners, too. Right. But fighters, even like when they fight on a um, a bigger stage for the first time, will like even get more tired just because they're more tense. Um, That's but amazing. yeah, he was, yeah, it is. He was a rock star and he was great training. He did, did pretty much everything with me, which was cool because like that doesn't, doesn't, uh, happen often. So it was really nice. There's like, um, I think, uh, it's sort of one of the intangibles too, but he's got a competitive mindset, uh, that's just nice to be around before you compete. And there are some people who have that and it's, um, it's just really good. It's one of those things that it's hard to describe fully though. Um, so I'm going to not try to butcher it and just leave it at that. But basically, yeah, it was just, he was like, he was focused on the goal. Is that what you're saying? What are you saying? Yeah, there's that like the goal above all else. Um, but, but I think it's more than that too. Like obviously, uh, Nick Thompson, another one of my corners, has it as well. Um, obviously, Ryan does too. But it's it's one of those where, um, uh, like we were saying before, we're all social creatures and you sort of pick up on the vibe coming off other people. And when you're just around that before you compete, it's a, a super positive thing, I think. Mm. Yeah, it's not very helpful to be around like meek, meekness or whatever, however you'd want to describe it, right? Like it'd be difficult to be. That's one thing, uh, just anybody kind of bringing fear into the equation, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not that there aren't things worth being afraid of, right? Getting, locking into a cage with somebody um, and fighting them. A lot of bad things can happen to you. But you don't need to focus on that. No. You get lost. In fact, you it. need to not focus on that and not mm -hmm. worry about things until they come up. It's, it's the same with any competition, right? Like I'm sure with weightlifting, you have seen heavy lifts go bad. Um, but if a person's sitting there and focusing on that or thinking about that, they're not going to perform to their ability. Mm -hmm. Well, even just cueing like the language you use, like rather than, Hundred percent. In case this happens, right? You'd say, here's our plan. Right. You know, yep. Speaking in positive tone of voice and positive mm -hmm. language. Totally. So yeah, th there were there are certain concepts that seemed to come to him naturally. That was really cool. He took to it like a duck to water. Mm. That is helpful. But you know, of course, he competes in jujitsu too. So there's there's that, but. Um, there are a lot of people who have competed in other stuff that, that can't pull that part of it together. So I think sometimes people nice. get distracted with like, look at all the famous people. And then that, it's that like, happens too. the fanboying sometimes. Why is a problem. are you okay? Yes. That person, you know of them. That's great. But like, there's almost more, to, it's not even like you don't notice it, but it's like you put them above what you are or something like that. Like then when that happens, it's like, dude, fuck off. Like what? Well, <laughs> why are we thinking about it in this way? Like, 
I think it's also like you can't like you, if you're going into a situation where you're going to dominate another person, you can't sort of be putting yourself in in a bottom dog position in in, in any sense. But then also with that, it's kind of like this attitude like um, if you don't th- if you don't truly believe that you belong there too. That's a problem. And sometimes the fanboying is sort of a, a side effect of that. That's not to say that they aren't there aren't people that are there that are incredible for what they've done and their skill is something to be respected and all of that. But there's a weird um just sort of a strange attitude some people get about it. Um and and that can be detrimental to it's like they get what you're trying to do. It. Yeah something like that they get get, there's like a fixation where they look at that person and i've seen them and instead of it just being like oh yeah i know that guy like Mm -hmm. anyway we're gonna keep doing our thing (laughs) you know it's like yeah do you think he'll let me get another way yeah exactly it's just another way to not be focused on the goal really right yeah it's another distraction basically and they're distracted and then they try to make you distracted without even realizing it you know and it's just when you're in actuality with a corner you want them to be like it doesn't matter None of that Nothing matters. matters. Nothing matters yeah. except for what we're doing. Did you say where the next fight's going to be? Do you know that? Same place. Oh. Atlantic Jersey. City, New yeah, Jersey. Atlantic City. Sunny Atlantic City. Gorgeous. Just oh, it was gorgeous. Bad. We were on beachfront. We just couldn't go outside. It's very sad. Just watch a beautiful sunrise. Yeah, you're, you're watching beachfront sunrise on TV, essentially. Essentially. May, may as well have been. <laughs> essentially, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it'll be the same place for the next fight. We make it to the playoffs, though. That might be different location. Do you know where? Uh, I've heard potentially Florida, but I don't know. I'm sure they saw the UFC pulling those numbers and we're like, we don't have a piece of that, you know, (laughs) but I don't know. They're saying they might have spectators for that. So that would be really cool. Or the next one is going to be Florida is less, um, restricted. Is that what it is? Probably. Okay. I don't think anyone, it'd probably be easy to, because New Jersey is pretty strict about medicals. So depending on what oh. state you fight in, you have to get more or less medical testing. And New Jersey and Nevada and California have a lot of medical tests required. But other states like Florida have less. So it's easier to move a card to Florida after everyone's had the testing done rather than move from Florida to Vegas or New Jersey. Trying to come up with a Florida man joke. <laughs> Florida oh man. That's the funniest meme ever. It's just because uh, it's, it's a lot true. of truth it, is said in jest. They just yeah. keep like rolling with it too. It's great. Like it, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've committed to the joke. They have. I think they have. I think places are like, well, we'll just keep using this. It's hilarious. Like what a great, <laughs> what a great thing to commit to. It's like we made a crack about Polly being from Jersey and an Italian guy, so then he grew his hair out long. He just, he just <laughs> went with the joke, like, all right. Well. Um, but yeah, we're not not totally sure yet. That I think is August would be the next one. So it's back to back to back. Yeah. So what's is it is a season? Mm-hmm. Right. So how long is a season? This is considered the regular season, which is actually just until June twenty fifth, because we'll be the third card there will be two pfl fights before then hmm. that we're not involved in and then it's like semi-finals and mm-hmm. or whatever 
Yeah, then it'll be semis. And then the finals, I'm not sure on the date yet. I, I, I wonder if they're kind of holding off on that because they want to... Because if everybody's fighting like every six or seven weeks, you might have some injuries. Fighters have done well, right? They've gotten to the semifinals, but I wonder if you'll have some people kind of banged up. So maybe they're going to put that one off a little bit. I'm not sure. That's what I... If, if, if I were playing a show, I would probably do that just because three fights in a row... You know, if anybody has some kind of overuse something, it's going to be showing up by then. Hmm. Well, there's probably wild card in terms of venues and crowds totally. and stuff too. I mean, right, just the now, state of knows? our world right now. Yeah. And I'm sure they would much rather have a full crowd. But they've done yeah. um, New Year's Eve shows in the past, which would be really cool if they did it on the final New Year's Eve. But the idea is the season's going to be over by like the end of the year, roughly. Like that's mm-hmm. how their system works. Yeah, that's what the contract goes to. So should be in theory. And then what? Do they take a break or something? I don't. Yeah, they don't do anything until the next season, oh, huh. which will be next spring. So they're making it sports. <laughs> they're yeah, making it a real they're sport. They're trying to make it like a real sport, right. like a regular sport. That does seem to be a distinction between like mainstream versus underground sports. Is mainstream sports have a definitive season? It's predictable, mm. whereas like powerlifting or jujitsu it's just happening all the time yeah it's happening you forever. Just keep going. i think it right. makes it harder to find follow certain people too because you don't which does uh not having a season the continuous like, ongoing yeah because you're like well maybe they're doing this comp this person i enjoy watching but if you know like they're going again on this date and they're going again yeah. on this date it makes it i think easier to follow somebody and the tournament bracket uh style of fighting does that as well um, yeah, I bet you're right. And it kind of tells that. a story, right? Yeah. yeah. And it gives it. you a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like at some point UFC fatigue is going to happen. For sure. Some, I mean. Yeah. Like, especially when every other sport, everybody watches the people that, you know, they all watch football and basketball and whatever. They have a start of the season and end of the season and then they move on to something else for a while. You know, for it's not just bit, a yeah. constant. They can get excited for, fo- yeah, for football again, right? Like before football starts happening again in a month, it's like, oh, sweet. It's, I can't wait, you know, yeah, instead right. of, oh yeah, and, I saw it last weekend. I don't give a shit. Well, and you can, I mean, that's when money goes up and ad revenues go up and because mm. interest is better sure. at the start of the season. Yeah, right? that's interesting. I'm assuming. I have no idea. I, I, bet, you're, I bet you're right. Yeah, you're probably right. So good. <laughs> they're making the right move in my opinion and they're they're kind of um sort of advertising the gambling aspect of it more which i think is really smart what do they do for that like what? even on their um on their instagram they're posting the odds of every fight do you really? agree or not oh. doing polls and i, I think it you know because if you they did put that up on the screen when they were going right. Over the like if you put a hundred bucks on somebody, you're going to be a lot more invested. Yeah, the tail tape know? was really yeah. like they had leg length. Oh yeah, they came I've by and they were like, "We got to measure your super. legs." I was like, "Why?" That was really interesting. Yeah. And then like strike speed. Oh, and they put that's these cool. Yeah, they put these chips in our gloves that were supposed to be able to tell how fast. Oh, we is were that hitting. how they did it? Yeah. God, we were wondering. They're like, "We need to put this in your glove." Because we were like, "How do they know that?" Mm-hmm. Like are they just sitting there with They're like one guessing. of those, or or just you know they they've got those sensors that where they can have you know when they, a baseball goes by or whatever. Sure, it's like that can't be right. They'd be following <laughs> you around like the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It'd be weird. No, yeah, they put them in. I That's don't know cool. how accurate they were, but it was it was huh. interesting nonetheless. It was cool to see. It was mm-hmm. uh, definitely. It makes it interactive. Like, yeah, that's why you get a color guy and a play by play guy. Yeah, right. Otherwise, like it sounds like it hurts. 
Yeah. Like, I yeah. just hit that guy. You know, I mean, there's nothing to sell it to you in terms of experience. Even bowling. You watch bowling on TV, and they'll break down at release what was the miles per hour, at the break what was the miles per hour, really? when it hit the head pin. It's cool. The, I mean, it, it engages you. You're like, fucking 35 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It, it makes it much more uh, interactive and interesting. But yeah, the tail of tape was, was silly. It was almost. really There's specific. so many yeah. different things. I mean, I liked it. I've just never yeah. seen leg length before. I, it I makes mean, perfect totally sense. It's totally relevant. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know it's why reach. we never thought to do it. Yeah. It's like, reach. But they're paying close attention to, they were, um, I saw they were marking down, because you had to, we had a badge with a chip on it, and you had to, no joke, they would scan you every time you got on an elevator, every time you went into a one of the gym rooms, anything. And they were tracking. They also had a sheet, and they were tracking how much we were training. So I'm wondering if they're doing anything with that information. I'd be curious just to see it. Like mentioning training hours. Mm-hmm. And the Log final training and hours for the finals, they're they're saying they've trained this many hours. Maybe huh. it was it was interesting. I was like, God, doesn't. Because who goes in the like they clean the room out either way after, so I don't know why they would be marking down who is showing up for what times and whatnot on top of the fact they were they were scanning us too. Yeah, so it was interesting. Red China could be. (laughs) That's what it is. Giving give you a social credit score, and then then we'll see. (laughs) You won a lot of fights. Kind of a dick. You're so. kind of a jerk, so you can't ride this bus anymore. I'm sorry. Uh. <laughs> what was that other uh, that rank? Like at the end of each round, they would give you like a score. It was almost like a. Do you know what I'm oh, talking about? I don't know. Was, I haven't. I haven't another, actually watched the whole thing oh, okay. yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was like another. Um, I don't remember what it was called now, but they would be like, "We'll see if the judges saw it this way." But Caitlin Young had. You know this score, and Cindy Danwa oh. had this score. Oh, that, that was somebody. I thought it was just somebody scoring it, like you know, the commentator scoring right. it. So oh, it wasn't sure. the judges. It, was. it wasn't the official judge card, but this is somebody who kind of knows. Mm-hmm. Let's see if it okay. matches because they, then they could because it was you could watch the the strikes count up. Yeah. Oh, like sure. the numbers were going up mm-hmm. as we were fighting. Yeah, I, saw, I remember seeing that in some of the screenshots. Strikes on the arm, strikes on yeah. the face, strikes on... Like, they were really tracking, like, every little thing. Super interesting. It was cool. It was neat to see. Which, again, is like baseball stats. Talk yeah, stats right. with baseball people, and you're like, what, what, what is all this? Yeah, right. Just hit the <laughs> yeah. ball, man. Yeah. What are you talking... But, like, clearly they're going, like, we're going to be a sport. Yep. Yeah. This is cool. I'm glad I asked some of this stuff, because I never watched a PFL, whatever. We don't know nothing about it. But sure. they're clearly doing a unique... It's, yeah, it's definitely different. different, yeah. They've it's, done total strikes, but never like where you were striking. Yeah, right? or they'd like, say significant. Or something, yeah. Which I think you'd have to do, and I wonder if they'll ever do this, is uh, pounds of pressure. Like if they start. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. It'd be the oh Drago God, score. Awesome. On the Drago score. Yeah, the Drago yeah. score. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that would be sweet. Just like, what if they could do that against, you know, the person you were fighting and heavyweight scores are just like. God, that'd be so cool. I don't know. Wow, he ate this much pounds of force in his face and he didn't get knocked out. That would be so cool if we could see We really need to see. Oh, my God. Well, because, I mean, do the sports thing again. In 98-mile-an-hour fastball, everybody universally knows that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, right. So you watch a guy throwing 98, you're like, wow, the dude hit it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, right. Where strikes landed is really just accuracy and timing. It's not necessarily 
what you're hitting with. We like hot American muscle. I want to know how hard that punch was. <laughs> yeah. I, you know? I, th- I mean, it would be tough because if you don't see a punch coming, it could be really weak, but you're going to get knocked out, right? But so. there's, that's your change-up, though. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. No, <laughs> Seriously. That's what I'm saying. It, it, you, it's your it, structure. It, it illustrates for a noob like me who has never hit anybody nor been hit, at least in a ring, like the nuance. And yeah. It makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's cockfighting, right? That was the well, yeah, it's yeah. Thing. It's ambiguous. It's not. It's an idea. Of what's Either way, happening. it's all really cool. It was just cool to watch and kind of figure out what they were showing me, and yeah, and just interact with the info more. That was fun. Yeah, the strike speed. I was kind of into that. I thought that was neat. Leg length. I've never thought about that. Like, how long are your legs? Do you, do you remember? I don't. I don't think my legs are that long. Actually, with yours, um, you were taller. Or no, okay, one of the fights, they the commentators mentioned how this person's taller, but the other person has leg and arm reach advantage. Yeah. That might have been mine. kind of Yeah, and it might have been, because I just remember thinking, one of them needs to come see me about powerlifting. Because, <laughs> you know, the, the levers are probably reversed. I, yeah, yeah. Sure. The levers probably flipped. Yeah, I bet. <clears throat> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because, like, body type totally matters. I mean, you can have be Well, it matters really for short. your game. Yeah. What are right? you, like, are you do you know how to make or? it your game? I'm sure it helped you if you were longer and you were trying to stay at range, right? Well, I think... I would assume. Yes, but they didn't do torso length. Sure. Which I also you think matters. Have, like, like especially if you consider kicks, right? Because how far away can your head be while you're kicking somebody? Right. I was amazed that you were able to fight that way. I hate fighting that I way. Hate I, fighting I know you do too. too. I, so we I, both like pressure fighting. Yeah, I'm amazed. You said, you said fighting backward. Mm-hmm. Tell mm-hmm. me what that means. Like keeping range. So it's kind of like um, when I was talking about with the style of Thai boxing where you move backward. So I was moving away from her and I was the one making space. Like the way I like to fight is to get in somebody's face and just. Um, it's annoying. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> F. The way I like to fight is to pressure the other person and push them back. Um, but in this fight, I just we just knew that wouldn't be the best option. It was too risky. Um, Why is it too risky? That's where she likes to fight. That, you're, you're, her game and your game, button heads, might it's as well just, change the game. You're going to crash. I mean, in a fight anyway, it's hard not to crash anyway. But if you're going forward, you're going to crash even more. And it, that's what she wants, well, right? Like, you're just going to risk it. And here's the thing. It. Like, with elbows, it would have been different. Because yeah. elbows are really uh, powerful, short-range weapon. But with that taken out and the takedowns added in, um, I knew at length she wouldn't have much for me. But on the inside, she's dangerous, mm-hmm. you know? So I had to fight the way I don't necessarily like to fight, but I can, which is moving backwards. Yeah. And actually, that's the thing that TV commentators were talking about. TV commentators. They're the fighting legends. I keep saying TV <laughs> commentators. I mean, they're both. both. You could be I mean, both. Well, but like, let's both. not undersell it. You know, it wasn't, right. yeah. you know, like a guy from broadcasting school describing what he was seeing. They were talking about how you were essentially controlling the fight by yeah. by your movement laterally and, and you know, fighting backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's That's interesting. It's much more. Uh, yeah, you pretty much never like bullfighting, right? Like you're staying out. You just try to frustrate him. 
And then when people get frustrated, their move they get tense and their movements get bigger, and then your job gets easier. Yeah, it's harder before they're frustrated, but once they're frustrated, it's it's much easier. Um, but yeah, it is definitely not the way I like to fight. I like to lock horns. But you know, uh, the I W like W is more important, and that's something like I've had to mature into as a fighter a lot is um, thinking about. Thinking about um Does she really make it so you can silence those? Yeah, it's almost no. like you should really turn it down and, and not it's <sighs> weird. It's a weird feature that like phones just don't have or something like that. Punch you in the mouth. <laughs> um I forgot what I was saying. Thanks a lot, guys. You were saying you like to fight a certain way, but you also like to win fights. Uh yeah, yes, yes. I, I prefer to win more than uh just fight in a way that's fun. So, and like it's it's a it's a pretty high level uh, display of skill in my opinion for you to be able to be like I'm just going to do it this way instead, even though you like doing the other thing, right? Like, well, that's, yeah. I mean, and I think that's that's where you need to be as a professional, though, is yeah. doing what needs to be done regardless of how you feel about it. Right. <laughs> the thing you probably could have still won going forward is just like you said, it's like risky. There's no reason to. There's yeah. no reason to uh, do that. Why would you risk to the risky thing when you could just be, meh, I'm out here. She literally can't do much. She had a couple of times where, like when she backed up and made you take a step oh, forward. Oh, yeah. It was so perfect. She's smart. Oh, my God. It was just timed perfectly. She tried it again a couple times, and then you just didn't bite on it. So that was, it was good on your well, end, that too. that was what was fun about fighting her and fighting somebody who was so experienced is playing that kind of getting to play chess with somebody yeah where she she was uh trying to get me to do things so that she could counter them and and not just with moves but like with her own yeah posture and and that kind of thing it was a lot of fun and with it being so quiet in there and being able to hear her corner and what he was asking for you kind of put two and two together as sure well. When she would then was he getting act. frustrated? He was. Yeah, that's another problem. Mm-hmm. Can't be doing that, but it's hard not to. I'm sure in certain instances where it's like, just do what I say. <laughs> You're not. But winning. she was listening. Win. We're supposed to win. Yeah, we're supposed to. Don't Please let win. them punch but you. But she was listening to him. <laughs> no, she was. She actually did a really good job listening. Right, like she was doing yeah. exactly what. But that's was. what makes it frustrating. You're doing it. It's not working. Do it well gooder. after a couple times. Like, okay, let's abandon that. Let's at least abandon it for a little bit. Maybe we can go back to it. You know, like if you just keep doing it, you almost never want to do the same thing twice in a row at a certain level. Like, that's just dumb. You're the person's going to figure it out like right away. And well, they're going to find it. Honestly, like, even, um, and she did that too, though. Like, because the first re roll hit and it was perfect. I got up. It was perfect. Yeah. The second re roll. She adjusted. She adjusted. Yep. You didn't even get to do it twice. I got, I mean, well, no, I hit the re-roll, but then she got on top, and yeah. that's when she got to that guillotine. So she was The guillotine savvy. was when you guys were both kind of getting up. Too, yep. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she got up first. Right, yeah. She was Just above. based I think off that she one. Knew, yeah, she was like, okay, here it comes again. I'm going to counter it. Yeah. I'm going to do this thing, which she's going to counter, and then I'm going to counter that counter and sub her. Yeah, it's a fairly high level to be able to say that to yourself and then execute. You also have to do it without getting distracted by it, which is weird. That's a weird thing well, to say. Well, and I was trying not to let her get my head the whole time. Yeah. So she had to get there first. 
and then get me to she do the to counter like, and then counter that counter. Right. Yeah. It's it's a difficult thing to so get to and flow she's to. She's definitely a good fighter. A lot of people um, kind of underestimate it because of how her striking appears. I, but man, she's good at playing her game. I would have underestimated people her. Into it. If we didn't know her fight so game, well, I would have yeah. underestimated I would have been like, you're just going to knock her out easy peasy. But because we know her, oh, she's got like, a great She's going to murder yeah. people. I mean, what? <laughs> So we had to just. Well. Cheers. You guys are doing so good there. Just keep going. <laughs> you guys are doing so good. Nobody here. wants to fucking listen to me. Now what? I like. I, yeah. Cheers, gentlemen. Oh, we're cheersing. Cheersing. Alcohols. Schmearsing. Dank. You're, you're just. I'm. You sip? That's no, the sound I'm of good. decent Clink. whiskey in a glass clinking against the Coors right. Light. Oh no, I'm good. Right. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Thank you. Did you say horny seltzers? What'd you say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just sticking with a theme today. Are you gonna drive then? Yeah, I'll drive your ass around. You lazy piece of crap, but that's fine. You did win your fight. If you hadn't won, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> On the couch for you, bitch. Yeah. This is it. I'm sorry. Can't do this anymore. What's your deal, Ryan? What what's what's you're a fighter? It's my deal. Yeah. I was. I'm not anymore. I mean, I used to be. Always. Are, is that how it works? Do you always so. get to pee it if you, like even being, if you don't do it anymore? I think it's like being a Marine. Oh, cool. Sweet. Uh, Semper Fi, whatever. <laughs> Semper Tie. Semper, Semper Tie. <laughs> 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 well, the, think of it this way. If I decided to come across the table, you'd fucking knock me out. I don't know. That's maybe. A, yeah, probably. That's a fighter. <laughs> you're a fighter. I'm, I think. It's been a minute, though. You, you don't, you're not. Yeah, I haven't fought for, what, like seven years, eight years? How long has it been? I don't even remember. Yeah, you're definitely not a fighter anymore. Yeah, it was the WBC fight. That was another random thing that happened. It was pretty funny. I was wrapping my hands and and, uh, talking to one of the dudes in the commission about tie boxing. And he was like, do you happen to know Ryan Murray? And I was like, yeah, Yeah, I live with him. (laughs) 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 And then uh, your last opponent was there also working the commission. This guy was his coach and they both worked together. So mm-hmm. that was fun. Kind of cool. Send yeah, small world. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But I your mean, last fight was in Jersey. Yeah, it was. You're right. That's why. I didn't even yeah, put yeah. those two together. God, of course. But that was, what, 2000? It was It like, was before we moved to LA, 2012, 13? Yeah, eight or nine Somewhere years ago or something like that. It was my last fight. And then I've been coaching since, basically. Where did you coach? Striking Institute. I gotta do it, man. With the that's fine. Yeah, it's all right. Strike Institute with the the Caitlin Young. <laughs> so embarrassing. Well, I'm all right. Well, you're a professional mixed martial arts fighter. That's that's a the. Yeah, that's a the. That's a the situation. That's why I introduced myself I as your boy toy because it's more important than just Brian Murray. Who's Nonsense. that? <laughs> Caitlin Young's boy toy is like Somebody way asked higher. Me if I knew you. No, I, I suppose that's true. You're around. right. I guess that's true. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've just been coaching and doing psychological uh, warfare. Examining. Yeah. Well, that too on you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a therapist most of the time. Oh, yeah. Usually. Because we've all started martial arts because there's something wrong with us, sort of. Like, there's something on the spectrum of normalcy. We're all a little bit off because that's why we wanted to start. 
typically, not all the time. I don't want to just generalize everybody. But you don't want to be a superhero for no reason, you know? Yeah, right. Like we have something, something happened to us or something we want to get better at something or whatever. Yeah, so you figure better go get hit in the head, make it worse. I mean, kind of. It sounds stupid, but that's you just <laughs> want to feel better about yourself or whatever reason it is. And just the, on the spectrum, the martial arts will just help you get a little bit more back to normalcy. But some people are, they, you know, they try and get to normalcy through martial arts, but they, they might need a little bit more. They're a little bit further on the spectrum. That happens sometimes too. So then it becomes like talking to them about their feelings and their thoughts and why they feel afraid and is it okay to feel afraid of course it is blah 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 blah. it's like not even martial arts i mean it is but it is just like that's that's a huge part of it psychological martial arts it, it's a it's, vessel martial arts is like a vessel right yeah it's the thing we use to get where we want to go but no i'll use a, a john danaher quote from the lex fridman episode <laughs> that i started <laughs> listening to on my way over here about death he said no that's different he said uh, Lex apologized for trying to make the conversation a therapy session. And Danaher leans in and says, every session is a therapy right. session. Right. <laughs> That's kind and of it. And it was sort of a funny moment, but I was also like, I'm fucking writing that down. Yeah, I mean, it's every true, moment. though. I mean, kind of. We're all sort of doing that, so. Well, it's such a... Uh, the fighting part of it ends up being such a revealer, because if there's mm. some shit going on in your life... It, it will show there and it's probably true in anything like anything that requires a lot of you if you're if you're not right whether it's emotionally spiritually mentally you got some weird stuff going it will show there yeah. when you're trying to be your best i'm sure you guys see it too in in other areas yeah but, sometimes um, trying to get the area to we see better. it as fighting right obviously and you'll see like kind of the same themes keep popping up because you have to, like, in there, you have to have the ability to be your own best friend. And if there's something getting in the way of that, you'll see it. It will be revealed at, at the time. Sometimes it's harder to come to terms with, but it it shows up. Yeah, sometimes trying to get someone to fight better, we get them to do, they they need to do something different in their life. First. First. Then they can fight better. Like, it's a weird thing to, I've told people, like, just butt in line. I know it's a dick move, but you've got to start taking things. Otherwise, you're not going to fight that way. You're, you you don't want to be too much of an asshole. I'm not trying to tell people to be a dick, right? <laughs> but, like, you've got to start acting a little bit differently in your regular day life. So, that sometimes that happens. It's really difficult, though, to, like, get people to realize it. Yeah, I use the fox and the grapes a lot. That oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? What's you, you don't know what that is? Okay. So there's you a said he fable? What it is. He wants you to explain it. Oh, do you no, not know what I it is? do not know what he that sound, is. He seems like, don't tell me what I want. <laughs> <laughs> now it's um, is it like a childhood? For yeah, us. it's a child. It's Aesop's <laughs> Fables. It's that's, like that's really that's old. It's a fox comes goes by a tree and he sees some grapes and he's like, oh, I want those grapes. So he tries to jump and he tries to climb the tree and none of it works. And then he walks away. He's like, Pfft. Those grapes probably suck anyway. I don't care. I don't even want them. It's bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. So like the description is like the the thing there is like you're telling yourself you actually didn't want it or those grapes are crappy. And that's why, not that you couldn't do it. It's the other thing, right? So I use that a lot because a lot of people do that. I, we all do it. That right? is like the most important story in the world. I mean, <laughs> kind of. 
And it's I'm, one of I'm them. being a little dramatic, but <laughs> I'm going to check it out because oh yeah, it's great. Every day of everyone's life, we yeah, all do that. I use it a ton because it's a, it's applicable in a lot of situations. And then the Mark Twain quote about the second best sword. Second best sword, swordsman. That's another too. really important one that I've kind of lived by. I definitely that. know it, but you know what that is one. It? What is it? Okay. I don't even. I I'm going to butcher the actual quote. Well, I'll, I'll pull it up. I don't even know the actual quote. But I just know the idea. Caitlin's pulling it up on her silenced phone. On her newly yeah. silenced phone, right? <laughs> no, man. That, but that's huge, though. I mean, everybody has five to ten things that. Eh, I kind of lost interest. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't. right. Exactly. You didn't. You still really want, want it. You well, still wanted it, or you it, want something about it. Right. Something. I think there's something to be said though too about uh, hard prioritizing, and that means like what actually matters to you, what really matters to you. Like most of us have a list um, about the th- like that we could make, right? Like what really matters, and there are certain things that that. Um, you might be willing to forego because something on that list that is more important. For example, like I've been obsessed with fighting for a really long time, but I love my little dog. When my little dog got sick, it was the only time I've ever canceled fights. It was to be with him. Um, he's one of the few things like higher on the priority list. And I was fine with that because yeah, I, I did actually really want to go to Thailand, but this is more important. So I, because he needed surgery, money had to come from somewhere, right? Um, but I think sometimes when we we tell ourselves what should be on our list and it's not actually what's on our list and try to live according to that, uh, that's when we have these problems and this cognitive dissonance because we're, we all have a priority list and if we're not living according to it, um, it can just make for a lot of misery. That's also like kind of related to the problem of grit, right? Where like, so the fox and the grapes is one thing, but then it's also like, you're trying too hard to get this thing. There's, there's, you could, you maybe you don't, don't even to, want it, but you feel like you should, you want feel it. like you should. So you're banging your head against the wall and it's like, look, <laughs> try this other way. You know, your grit is so high that you will just keep trying because you can't accept the failure. It's another way that the fox and the grapes like, kind of uh puts it together so what's the quote what's the quote the quote the best swordsman in the world doesn't need to fear the second best swordsman in the world no the person yeah and here we got a pop-up let me start over let me start over pop-ups back then what the (laughs) mark twain's trying to say stuff mark twain's pissed just the ultimate troll man even back in the day the best swordsman in the world doesn't need to fear the second best swordsman in the world no the person for him to be afraid of is some ignorant antagonist who has never had a sword in his hand before he doesn't do the thing he ought to do and so the expert isn't prepared for him he does the thing he ought not to do and it often catches the expert out and ends him on the spot. Yeah, that's a really important idea. Like an unorthodox striker. You right. can use that. Yeah, to that's, beat people in fights all the time. Mm-hmm. There's too. aspects like, of that if that are important. Have, uh, something they're really good at, and they've been trained to an elite level on it. You can use that to beat them. Yep, it's weird. It's a weird like idea where I I try to train people to say like, so you've got the the right way to do it. But that's not the only way. There's all sorts of... There's unexpectedness is a concept that you can take advantage of more than I think people are willing to admit. 
It's actually one of the most, I had like almost an existential crisis about striking because it was like, why the fuck are we trying so hard to do this? If some idiot can go out there and just flail and win, that's the dumbest thing I've, why why are we wasting time? Like, why don't we just flail? Um, I remember feeling really angry about it because it seems so random. That was what? That was a few years ago. It was a while ago, yeah. but it, but but that's that's not true. It's just an idea. It's a concept that we can we can. Well, draw you can prepare from. for it too. Yeah, yeah but that too. but that that's that comes back to the importance of like especially with corners, being able to look at what is happening and not what should happen. Yeah, what is happening and reacting to that instead of this is what should happen, and then, you know, not being able to perform because you're shooting all over yourself. Yeah. And then there's a, there's a forgiveness part of that too, where it's like, yeah, it's you're going to get caught. It's going to happen. Yeah. That happened to a fighter of ours like a couple, what, like a month ago? What was it? He was kicking the crap out of this oh, guy. Yeah. I mean, he was just beating him from one side to the other. And the last 10 seconds, he threw a spinning back fist that he almost fell on and he got him and he knocked him out. And he, he was so disappointed. And I understand like he was just like devastated. It's like, yeah, you he did your best and he just threw this thing as a Hail Mary and he got it. It is what it is. Even the other team were like, eh, sorry. Oh, kinda. Yeah, he came uh. Well, he wasn't even like, sorry. He was just like, you're the better fighter. I just caught you. Yeah. He just got it. Right? And that happens. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think happens. that's an important thing to be, um, be mentally prepared for and accepting of yeah. like that chaos piece of it and, and not attaching too much of your, like self your self value right. into outcome because yeah, it's, it's not good to to be too blameful i mean I anything, anything can happen that's to any of us in life right anything can happen right if, if we've learned anything in this last year and a half or so right it's that anything can happen mm-hmm. so you could die at any moment see it comes back to death we're gonna just go right back to that but <laughs> <laughs> uh, so don't be afraid to eat the snickers well, yes, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> oh, <see>? I mean, <laughs> Paul, Paulie bringing in the be champion afraid. level callback. That's fucking great. Eat the Snickers. <laughs> I think the problem is I don't usually just eat Snickers. I lick them and it looks weird. So uh, <laughs> I think that's, well, get, that's mainly the problem. You, get, you lick the peanut butter off first. Right. Yeah, that, right. Right. What? The peanut butter off of the Snickers and then... <laughs> I think it reminds me of something that happened when I was younger. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Does anyone remember uh, a performance? Mark Twain. Accepting chaos and Mark Twain. Oh, yeah, Mark Twain, right? He's cool. You can't control too much. You can, I mean, you can control. What you can How close you are to your microphone. There's certain, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> you could do that. Or you could move the microphone closer. Or, yes, yeah, sit comfortably. Well, listen, you guys full of solutions. <laughs> solutions are, I don't know. I feel like that quote works a lot in jujitsu too. For sure. Right? It works almost in anything. It's, I've seen it so many places. It's stupid. Um, but then part of it is like, I think that's why we like those things so much because it's like, Oh, this thing's gonna happen. If you knew the outcome, you'd be like, "Cool, I guess." If there that's wasn't such fun. a thing as hail marys and stuff like that, people wouldn't really care. Well, I think that's why MMA in particular is so popular in the first place. Is there's like a thousand ways to win and a thousand ways to lose. Right. It's like unexpected. It's, it's uh, 
for sure chaotic. I mean, last weekend we had a guy do a sixth round. Oh yeah, that was crazy. That was a this kickboxing fight though. It was freaking weird. Still, like that's, that's one of the unexpected things where it's like, what was the unexpected thing? So he was, uh, <laughs> Reggie is his name. We should give him a shout out because this was pretty epic. So hi Reggie. Hey Reg. Um, <laughs> so he he is the one seventy pound title holder for Midwest Kickboxing Championship, and he had a five-round title fight when fought it against a guy who was a little bit of a late replacement, um, but tough kid. Yeah, he's good. Um, it was a really close fight. He ended up getting teeped in the face in the fourth round and got eight counted, um, which was a little bit slightly questionable, unnecessary, but, but that's aside from you know, the point. So anyway, the fight gets rolled a draw. Pause one second. In case jujitsu people don't know what teep is, oh, oh. That. like foot jab kick. A teep a is like a kick. kind of a front push kick to the face. Yeah, it's the like Steven Seagal kind of thing. Right? Yeah, Steven Seagal invented it. Sure. <laughs> Pretty sure. So anyway, uh, the so he's the title holder, and you need to take the belt from the champ. So on a draw, you keep your belt if you want. And then the promoter said, but if you want to fight another round, if you're willing, you can. So Reggie says, all right, I'll fight another round. He could have kept the belt yeah, just on that. Away. And then. Um, but that would, we wouldn't. It's not both, really Both guys had to agree to do it. So, so Muhammad did too. But then he, uh, in the sixth round, he iced him, knocked him out cold. Yeah, he knocked him out. And the, like the, the idea of like having a sixth round and it's a draw. Even but though it's got like surprise. And... Like this is totally unexpected. Uh, you just have to deal with this situation. And he totally rose to the occasion. Yeah. And wasn't even, didn't even appear to be. No, he wasn't even phased. Jarred by it at he all. He was ready to go. He was so, actually, I think, happy to do the other round. Yeah, because like, I think he was a little bummed about how the, the first five went. Right. And it, it was it was good. It's just he didn't show maybe his full ability. And mm-hmm. then in the sixth, he was just like, I'm finishing this yeah, fight. Yeah, he was able to just take it, which it could have easily happened the other way. Who knows? You never know. But, th- but that's, that's what, part that's of what the you commitment. risk. Yeah. It's a, you have to be willing to risk. It reminds me of a quote, actually, that oh, shit. somebody Pretty. sent me. Uh, it was you. Oh. You said, fortune favors the brave, my friend. Yes. About it's that true. Photographing thing. Like, Look at you convincing me to do it if it comes up. <laughs> but yeah, step back in, do another round, go, whatever. What? Yeah. yeah. Him? Anybody. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Or are you talking to us? Yeah. <laughs> talking to the world. The world. The, the world. whole world needs to step back in and do another round. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was pretty epic. It was, cool, it was cool, but it's just one of those things where it's just that's just the way it works. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do love fighting for that reason, though. Like, it's it's random, but not random. You can control some things, but you can't control everything. You can control yourself. Yeah. You can't control any of the rest well, of it. Well, even sometimes you can't control yourself. It's so oh, stupid. Like, sometimes your own brain is just like, blah, 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 blah. You suck, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, <laughs> for no reason, there's so but, many people. But don't want you say, though, that, like, learning to even get a handle on that is, is a part of what you learn in fighting. Absolutely. Sure. I mean, like I said, there's the whole spectrum of normalcy, right? Going back to, you're trying to. There are a lot of a lot of themes in like Stoicism and Buddhism, frankly, that kind of overlap with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fight yeah. Club. And Fight Club. <laughs> and Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. I don't know. Does it? I guess it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> Everything gets back to Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. 
It's because we'd suck a dick for a thousand dollars. Is that? You know, you kind of look like that guy. Now that I just thought about it, what? uh, What's his name? Philip Seymour Hoffman. You sort of just barely. I ran out of beer, but pour one out. It was good. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot he died. Oh my god. The reactions. I look like him now. Uh, yeah, if well, you not found dead. Him now, yeah, you're not no, dead. You found right? him not now. That's six what feet I mean. under. Yeah, with maggots. Yeah, the, all the maggots in your hair makes me think of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. His reaction to Tyre Reed saying that was pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, strong men cry. Also cry. Oh, also cry. Damn it! Fucked it up. It's like one of the best parts of that movie. <laughs> Kate doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. I made her watch a movie once that she got so mad at me about because I love sci-fi. No, it wasn't sci-fi. Yes, it was. It was a cartoon. It was See, a fucking she's cartoon. She's still mad about it. It's been like no. years. You, it wasn't a cartoon. Don't even what? Oh, a, a cartoon suddenly appeared in the damn movie. Right, right. It was totally yeah, sci-fi. Oh my god, she's so angry about. I'm not this. angry. About I laughed this. really hard like about who this. framed Roger Rabbit. No, it was. <laughs> I think she would have expected that. It's, it's amazing stories. Do you remember that movie back? It was a long time ago. Steven Spielberg directed it. Whatever. It was, it was about this guy that was in a plane and he got stuck in the. You know the World War One. I, I think I don't know the bubbles Two. below the below the plane. Planes in World War One. Did, did they? they not? Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, they did. Did they? Also, you keep saying, you know, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You know about. what I'm talking about. Come on. Idea. You've never seen Amazing Stories? No, I've never heard You've never even heard of I've Amazing Stories? Of it, no. God. Good. Save yourself the trouble. This is bullshit. No, it's great. You're going to love it. This guy gets stuck in one of the bubbles below the plane, you know, the gunner bubbles, and they try and figure out how to get him out of it, but the, you know, the, the landing gear doesn't come down. So the whole time they're trying to figure out how do we get it out. How do, how do we, they're trying to figure out how to land without killing. And she him was sitting there just like, "Well, doesn't they have a blowtorch? Or how come they can't get this? Don't planes like that have some kind of tool to help them? Blah 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 blah." And I'm like sitting there just like, because I know what's going to happen, right? And then at the he, end, it's so stupid. It's great. At the end, he, he he draws wheels on his little piece of paper, like cartoon wheels on the plane, and then cartoon wheels pop out magically. And they and land. Save him. It was and the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It was in my so life. awesome. You should have seen how mad she got. She was like red faced, like Ryan. This is that. bullshit. I was not that mad. Oh my god, but it was this, so funny. This is why I don't like fiction. <laughs> because of me? What? No, that's mean. <laughs> no, I just if fiction's not realistic. I you made me watch the last unicorn. That LSD filled well, uh, tripped yeah, out yeah, thing. Are you true. kidding me? Like, but that's like so. It's got to be like so far fetched that we're like we're just on this weird acid trip together or it's real not this like oh we're gonna create all this stress with real life situations and then make this fake bullshit solution you hear this this is what i gotta deal with all the time this is 10 years in the making i made her watch this thing and she was 15 years ago was it that long oh my god i think i'm going with with team caitlin on this one what what you gotta be kidding me you don't like sci-fi i don't know oh my god i'm a horror guy Horror is sci-fi. It's basically no, the same thing. Horror is roughly the same no. thing. No, hey. there's crossover, but watch Devil's Rejects and point out the fucking Have sci-fi. Have you... I don't know. I wanted you know to ask that you this. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying. <laughs> Have you ever watched uh, I Survived? Speaking oh, of horror. the best. If you're... It was on like A and E or Bio. It was a, pr- uh, a, a series they call it. Yeah, yeah. and it would yeah. just have like some person talking in a dark room about some scary 
thing that happened. Yeah. Nearly them. scary shit that nearly killed them. And they'd show like crime photos, like the actual photos they took of the crime scene or right. something. And it would be like, there's one about an escalator where an escalator breaks at a ball game and people are just getting chewed up at the bottom and can't get out. It's terrifying because it's, awesome. it's all stuff yeah. that actually happens. You, you don't even want to watch it anymore. All, all you got to do is draw a picture of a two by four. <laughs> yeah, see yes, exactly that's what in I'm there. So that's that what I'm saying. Stuck. Oh god, you guys are dicks. It was a good. Bullshit. It was. I when I was a kid, I loved that movie. You guys are jerks. You're the one backing away, saying, "Well, when I was a kid, I loved that." Movie. Well, I'm not backing away. I still love that movie. It's great. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's awesome. It's oh. trying to help you dig out of you this hole. There is no no. I've been in this hole for years. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is not something. I'm never getting out of it. <laughs> the sci-fi hole. Uh, I'm just always. I always question it when you want to watch uh, something. Now, Fifth well. Element. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's fine. I mean, so, I like that sci-fi. I okay. I think so. Right? Sci-fi. Seems, the best things about that were like cars. Bruce Willis and freaking Chris Tucker. The people in it. Yeah, Chris Tucker was hilarious. It's like the funniest character in the world to me. That character, mm-hmm. whatever he was. Yeah. I don't know what he is. With the hair. Yeah, it's freaking great. But the movie itself was like, meh. It was fine. Polly, will you fucking keep it down? <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> What's your, what do you, do you like horror, Polly? Or sci-fi? Uh, definitely not into sci-fi. God, you guys um, suck. Polly watches Law and Order, ninety oh. percent of Polly's television viewing, right? Yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> wow, really? I mean, Law and Order is kind of cool, yeah. But just the just the OG one though, not the SVU or any of that. Why? I'm just I don't know. It's just oh, better. Okay. <laughs> SVU is that the one with Ice T or something? Mm-hmm. Ice T. Ice T is cool. Yeah, I like what? Ice T. Ice T is cool. He's cool. Yeah, I agree with that. He guest voiced on Rick and Morty. It's pretty cool. That's good sci-fi. I've never seen Rick and Morty. Should oh I my watch God, Rick you and guys Morty? suck. Holy shit. What? Maybe what? you're the odd one out. No, I am the odd one out. I don't like it. This is not fun. I need to like sci-fi more than all of you so I can encompass everything with the void of sci-fi. Is I watch tr- Star Trek every day. Every day. Well, he eats. It. It's weird. You've never seen any Star Trek? Yeah, I have a weird thing where I have to watch Star Trek and eat. I can't just... I can't just eat. <laughs> this is 100% true. Yeah, it's true. I, I, I don't know why it is, but I whenever I eat, I have to sit down and watch Star Trek the next day. It's like how I can't eat with a shirt on. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Is it the same thing? I have no Probably. Because I have to see Jean-Luc Picard. It's the only way I can do it. Do you think a poster would work? Or do you think you'd still have to watch the show? I'd probably still have to watch the show. A poster wouldn't work. It's not the same thing. I don't know. It's got to be one. It's got to be cool. I'm taking that little clip that just happened right there, pulling it way out of context. It's going to sound amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see Jean-Luc Picard or it doesn't Although work. It, does, it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. It's the only way. Something about his bald head, it just gets me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> this is far and away the most penis-related talk I don't, well, it wasn't my fault. Somebody brought up Snickers. That, that, it's only Marcus's somebody. fault. Yeah, yeah, Must Marcus. He's the one. <clears throat> Fuck he guy. left. So it's his fault. He's, he's the here. one who keeps talking about dicks. Yeah, this is the most like hockey style like podcast you've done. Hockey <laughs> style. Hockey well, style. Hockey what do you mean? Style, but I mean, uh, just the jokes. Locker just room. Feel like, yeah. A gong yeah. show. <laughs> gong show. 
That's Other a than Jeremy's, thing. obviously. That's a hockey Jeremy. term. Is it? He's like a what, is a ho- what does that mean? I don't know anything like about hockey. Like, if you put me on skates, I'd be a gong show, I think. Wait, yeah. are you saying gung or gong? Gong. Gum? Gong? Gong. Oh, okay, okay. I got, I got. Help. Like, Help. wait, are you the gong or are you the thing that mashes the gong? I think he's saying he get hit. Yeah. Are you the... Which Paul, one are you? Shut the fuck up. Paul, <laughs> go. <laughs> Uh, that term is used when it's it, it's describing a situation. So like like this right now. Yeah, this is what a gong show. Like us sitting into. around talking about Snickers and penises. Like that's a gong. Sh- like this is a gong show. The situation has become. Okay. You know. Huh. But in a good way. It doesn't mean. So it's yeah, bad. it's really good. Is what you're saying? Yes. Like that, then that's the, like one of the best yes. things ever about hockey is gong shows. Then that's what I'm assuming <laughs> is what you guys mean. It's the best thing to happen. So. Therefore, this is awesome. Therefore. Hence, hence, therefore, to art. <laughs> Else the puck a liar call. Hey, did uh, Polly come out for his uh, kickboxing lesson? Not yet. yet. Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah, come play. We, we need to do that. <laughs> Have you done that before? No, no. no oh, that's sweet. uh Yeah. Never right. once. We can um, set you up with a fight. Let's do it. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. Whoa! Just give us a minute. We'll do it. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be my birthday present from from my wife. Yeah, sweet. Cool. It was supposed to be from me. He did, but he but did, he she, did ask, but she had already asked. She beat me to it. Oh, Kathy. Kathy. But yeah, I would I would love to do that. Not fight though. I don't think I'm gonna. I, I don't even want to compete in jujitsu. People say that a lot when they come into Everybody the gym. Everybody comes and says, and then they're just fight. like, maybe. And then I they will. see other people, and they're I, like, I could do. That. Yeah, it's kind of funny. No, it goes to that uh, grapes thing. If I say I'm not even interested in the grapes, yeah. it doesn't matter how well I climb the tree. But then I start to get a feel for climbing trees. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I realize, <laughs> oh, the grapes might be accessible. Yeah, I can get that done. Yeah. You like losers limp yourself ahead of. I it think almost. that's exactly what it is. People. The same thing they, with lifting sports too. People are like, nah, getting strong sounds. I don't fun. know. If I, I don't really do want to. Yeah. And they realize, fuck, that's 250 pounds. I just lifted. Let's do this. Yeah. Or they oh, see someone else and they're like, they're not that hurt. Like, this, they're fine. They're walking around, smiling, joking after the fight. Well, I think it's a they're lot. Good. Like, your body is amazing, man. Like, you can take, so, like, we can all Thank take you. so much yeah. more abuse. <laughs> oh, my God. You this were right the, on that. This oh, is the wrong crowd. God. Just, we should have looked at each other in the eye when that happened. I was looking at you. <laughs> where so. you, God? I don't know where you were. I give up. <laughs> no, uh, wait, you, but you can right, take though. an, ins- your, your body can take an insane amount of abuse. The part okay, so like let's go back. Have you watched I Survived? It's amazing. Like when people are talking about, uh, I know I didn't even give you a chance to answer, but when people are talking about <laughs> getting like stabbed and shit, they don't even know it. It's crazy, and your body doesn't know the difference between fighting a grizzly bear for the last antelope or whatever, and and fighting another person in a cage. No, it's freaking. Your body the doesn't same. know the difference, so like you don't feel shit. It's amazing. This one woman and I survived, got both of her arms cut off, chopped off with a hatchet, and walked down the street. Oh, and she to was get like, help. I realized. Yeah, she was like, I realized I was going to bleed to death, so I stuffed the ends with dirt before I started yeah, and walking. Yeah, just started walking. It's bonkers. Like, this actually yeah. happened. This isn't sci fi where she just drew and, arms. And we, no, oh, that'd be <laughs> horror, bro. That's my department. <clears throat> but we all have the ability grit. to tap into that. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. 
I said, that's elite level grit. That's elite level grit. Yeah, right. That is, yeah, right. Well, I don't have arms. Now what? Oh, let's just move along. Yeah, better better go get a ride. Infection, too. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, there's an eccentric and largely famous powerlifting coach named Louis Simmons. I've heard the name. Yeah. And he's out there, a bit of a nutball, but like on point in a lot of ways, right? And he he's notorious for, like, he'd be great on a microphone. He is great on a microphone. He has a podcast, but he just just goes and goes and goes and goes like energizer bunny kind of thing and he like told this story one time of like he said imagine if you walk down a dark alleyway one night and you bumped into two guys and they beat you up and the next day you walk down a different alley bumped into two different guys and they beat you up you still got beat up (laughs) (laughs) you know man that's some yogi barrow you know that's exactly it and you're like the fuck is he talking about and later on you're like but yeah. Yeah, you got to think about it for a yeah. second. Like, I mean, I guess he's right. He's yeah. Right. I guess. It's pretty cool. What, what do you mean? You're in charge now, bro. Yeah, you're you're the one. You're the guy. Mm. We're looking to you for leadership now. We're going to edit a lot of this Grapes. out. Hey. I shouldn't say we. It's okay. Where are you going? Are you going to the bathroom? He's going up to oh, me. He wants cookies. Oh, okay. Say hi to my mom and dad. They're up there. Oh, oh really? Neat. Yeah, they just just flew in. Oh, that's cool. So that was all the commotion. Actually, my so my nephew is eight, and he was out in the car because um, my brother dropped my parents off, and they told him that you were here. And he comes in. And he goes, "Is there a is there a fighter in the basement?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude, that's, <laughs> that's like, where we keep them. Like, <laughs> that's where we keep them. Yeah, <laughs> chained up. Yes, yes. There's always fighters in the basement. Just throwing raw meat. Sounds like a code way to talk. Like, is there a fighter in the basement? Like, yes, I'm being abused. Like, <laughs> yes, I've been kidnapped or something. Like that. I, was like, I was like, come down and say hi, man. And, but he, he did. He was too oh, shy. Yeah. He I'm didn't say hi to him before. But we go. he was super excited. I think I think he took off. He's got a hockey game here. Oh, he's, cool. He's right a little on. hockey player. Are they in so. town for a tournament or something? Um, well, no. My, so my... Uh, that was symbolic. That was really creepy. Horror. See, that, not horror. horror. I would say sci-fi, but okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, uh, so my brother lives in Maple Grove, and with, obviously with my nephew. And, um, but my parents were flying in because my niece is getting baptized on Saturday. Oh, okay. So Vinny cool. picked up my mom and dad at the airport and dropped them off here. Hmm. Neato. Yep. That's sweet. Yeah. So I was going to say uh, earlier, if your fight, well, the playoffs are in Florida, possibly. I think maybe. August, possibly. I know somebody that's going to be in Florida in August. Oh, oh. That's sweet. All right, sweet. Might really? Have to coordinate something. Yeah, because so, Sophia okay, goes yeah, back to school come. in August, and it's my dad's birthday. My folks live in Fort Myers, and so we always go down for my dad's birthday in August as well. Hmm. Sweet. Be fun. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I want so yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to tell this story earlier when we were talking about snacks and everything. So Zach came over to roll last week, and he just hands me a a white like paper bag, and he goes, "I caught you delicious bass," and like I totally <laughs> forgot that line because I haven't seen Napoleon Dynamite in forever. And he said it was such like a straight face too. <laughs> Like you know, you're like, this I is really be bad. like. I really for a second was like, did he really like just fry up some fish and bring it to me? Like I, I seriously thought that that was the thing. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh thanks, man, that's awesome. But he goes, he goes, I'm just kidding. They're donuts. He's like, haven't you seen Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> it's like, like oh yeah, that's right. Yes, okay. <laughs> but like at the same time, I wouldn't doubt that Zach would do something like that 
for a second. Like for sure, he caught a fish and just actually brought some fish and brought it over. You know? Just to round out that quote. <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> So what happened over there? Did Matt is Matt is uh, temporarily unavailable. Yeah. Just, oh. I like the new do. Well, thank you. I'm trying to channel my inner Travis Redinger. He's so cool. We all should. Fucking love him. He is a uh, interesting cat, to say the least. I I went over there one time with one of my buddies who had just got cut. And, like, the dude got stitches. I got a fight outfit that he had just baked cookies in while he was, like, working on a car in the garage. So, like, he's like everything the, I would like ever the want from They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I just, I'm just, they, the, he had a The Redingers are, like, are, like, top of the list for Apocalypse A-Team, <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah. You want them in your compound. Noted. Yeah, he messaged me because we had talked about going shooting because I need to get better at shooting, and I don't need to. I want to. And he's like, so are we going to do that? Because we had, like talked about it roughly twice. And I was like, oh, yeah, we definitely are, but this is like how I am. So we're going to talk about it a few times, and I'm going to like fail to follow up and <laughs> fail to finalize plans, and then eventually we will. So give me like a couple more rounds of this. Of then, this, of saying, yeah, sure, eventually. Yeah, and just not responding to the last message, which yeah. was the key question, you know? Just, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of like that, too. Yeah. To the point where I, I, I won't. I'll just tell people like, "Yeah, we should hang out sometime." I'd be like, "No, nah, I'm busy." Like I just said, sometime. Well, yeah, but it doesn't matter. I'll probably be busy. <laughs> no, I'm actually sick that day. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't tell I you didn't the day. day. I've done that before, like an idiot. I make plans like people write in yearbooks. Let's the, let's <laughs> you have a great summer. summer. I don't give a shit. Let's hang out this. You were summer. super cool. <laughs> you did it to me. I did. Yes. I didn't. What do you mean? So, when I first, I suppose, asked you out, I don't even know. You, I was like, oh, I'm hungry. It was after training. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm hungry. You were like, yeah, me too. And I was like, you want to get some Thai food? There's this place. And I said whatever the place was. I don't even remember. And you were like, yeah, that place is closed. Yeah, and then I bolted. And then you walked away. Yeah. I was like, well, that was a big fat no. All right. I didn't realize she was asking. I was like, I thought. No, we and then one of your food. friends. No, one no. of your friends at work like clued you in. Yeah, they had to be like, dude, and what are you doing? I'm like, oh shit, is that what happened? Fuck. That's yeah. I resonate with that. Right <laughs> I'd have been like, what? I had to message her on MySpace. Remember MySpace. That? Remember MySpace? What do you mean, remember? <laughs> I used to want it. I don't know. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, friend me. I want to be in your top eight or whatever. Friendster. We'll do Friendster too. <laughs> like nobody under 32 is gonna understand this conversation. What the hell's a friendster? Yeah, let's talk about burning CDs and. Yeah, you made me a nice CD. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. God, I don't remember any it's of like this. But you no don't. FX songs on it. <laughs> this sounds a lot like the end of this podcast episode, doesn't it? That, what does that sound like? When we're bringing up 90s music references. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty social Friendster. media from fucking 90s music in. references is awesome. Yeah. Unless there's... Unless there's something else you covered. would like to go over. Where, is there a significant story behind the striking Viking? Did I ask you that when you were on before? Not. No, an announcer gave it to me. at Lion fight. Because I was from Minnesota. And it rhymed. Uh-huh. 
It rhymed. <laughs> that was the whole, that's it. We were just trying to figure out what rhymed with striking. No. That I don't it. know. No. He just, uh, he the started calling me that. See, the thing sense. with nicknames is you can't choose them. They must be bestowed yes. upon you. Yeah, we, yeah definitely. Well, you can, but you're a douchebag if you choose your own. I'm the Lord of Destruction. Okay. All right. Go play D&D in the basement, you piece of shit. Like, go fucking, <laughs> keep kidding me? Get real. Or the possum. Possum's pretty good, though. Full stop. The possum? Yeah. Well, that's actually pretty cool. Who said that? I was Frogger. I was Hot Pocket for a while. Hot Pocket? I was Hot Pocket for a while. Frogger and Pound pound Cake. Because he ate so bad. The three things. He ate so bad. You ate so bad when you're fighting. I don't know how you ever made weight. He's he's like, did you have anything? I'm like, well, I had a Hot Pocket. I don't know why I feel like shit. He's like, okay. All right. He like didn't. He didn't say anything because he didn't want to throw you off your game. So then he called, they called me it's Hot It's like right pocket. before a fight. Yeah. And then I weighed in. I had the worst weight cat ever, and I had pound cake for the first thing, so I just needed to get something in my mouth. And Greg was super mad at me. Yeah, he yelled at you. Like, like, what right, are you doing? Like, we were like in a gift shop I was at, like, a, I don't care. at a hotel, I just and in my he's mouth. like getting, getting and lemon pound cake. Pound cake. And then Frogger because I wore those shorts. You know what your nickname is now? What? Snickers veins. Snickers penis. <laughs> <laughs> Snickers vein. Hey, how's uh, how's good old Snicker vein? Is he good? And he, uh, it doesn't really roll off the tongue. We need something better than that. Snickers veins roll off the tongue. Does it? Right. Does it? <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> we better stop this. All right. Fair enough. Penis. Uh. <laughs>